And we're back. Salt of the Streets podcast. Saturday, April 28th, 107. Right on time, baby. Right on fucking time. Episode number 11. 11. Episode yeah, 11. So welcome back on this episode number 11 of the Salt of the Street podcast. If you're new, welcome. And if you're returning, welcome back. Uh, hit us up on uh, Instagram. Give us a follow. Like us on Facebook. We're at Salt of the Streets on both of those. On Twitter, you can follow me at I am, yeah, I am at Big Bird Offy. I am at Salt of the Street Singular. And, and we're also uh, we got our pre-show is up on the YouTube's. That's Absolutely. Salt of the Streets. Get on there. Give us a like. Give us a, uh, a review. Wherever you're listening to this, uh, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever. Uh, jump down, give us a review. It really helps out the show. Let's more people know what we're doing here. Subscribe, and, rate. You know. Also, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you all. And uh, today, we are joined by two special guests today. Very excited to have the great, the powerful Case Bulls himself. <laughs> Back in action. Back in action. Thank and we you. have our uh, his lovely friend, Mr. Drew. Lovely is understatement. <laughs> <laughs> So both of you welcome. We got the BSB out. Yeah, Shout out to uh, You're good. You can make Heritage Distilling. We got the BSB. And we'll be sipping on that today. We got some uh, some more local brews as always. Yeah. Uh, we got the Balls Deep from Gig Harbor. Seven yep, Seas Brewing. Like last time. And got some weed. Other than that, we're back. It's been a week, Don. How was your week? Let's let's. How was your week, Offie? Let's go my with week? you first. My oh, I feel honored. Let, let me go last. Word. <laughs> so, that means secret side note. That means he's probably got something good. Something down there. good cracking. Uh, my week. Uh, I watched. Uh, I watched a movie this week. Watched Dunkirk for the first time. That was really good. I was very happy about that. Word. Uh, other than that, just doing a lot of work. The weather has been amazing, and for somebody like That's me who works outside, time. it is so nice and i i've missed it so much over the winter i'm so glad well now you can actually work right yeah word now i can actually work which is nice uh but yeah just uh hammered out the descents which we'll touch on later like yeah, we usually probably. do um you know had some uh that's more family move up from texas very excited about that oh, i think yeah. i mentioned my one of my cousins their uh brothers one of them moved up about uh two months ago and then the other one finally made it up here last night so we had a big old family blowout and Word. you know it was great to see them family is complete on that side word but yeah what about you case bowls mm. yeah um yeah shoot we're we're in the the thick of the playoff hunt right now um with again coaching at the the local the high local school. high school yep. baseball and uh shout out to my boys we've had a long two weeks so i think last time i was on was we were right in the middle of spring break um so we had that week off and then that whole week after spring break we had a had a slate of games and the weather was brutal everything got washed out we had rainouts, and so then these last two weeks finishing up the season last of the league games and now you know it's, it gets heavy on the schedule and then now you're trying to add in rain out games yeah mm. uh, so shout out to my boys for grinding through it we ended up in we had in two weeks seven games you know obviously the mariners all that they play more but <laughs> high school but wise that's, that's a lot right. for, a little for bit of an age difference yeah. there yeah. Yeah. And so, no homework for yeah. them to do <laughs> yeah so to go five and two in those two weeks um shoot we just had that's good just had a game this last week that we nice. came back and won in, in the last couple of innings Congratulations um, to those boys out you. there, man. Kicking thank it. Thank you. Yeah, they're, they're doing a good job. Yeah. Um, 
but we had four games this week. It was a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with three of them on the road. A lot of bus yeah. rides, getting back late. Oh, so um, I mean, that's gonna be tough on them kids, man. It's tough. Um, I mean, yeah. Then this week was hot, so mm-hmm. you know that definitely wears on you. Yeah. Um, but we we were able to get through those two weeks. Um, we're yeah. gonna probably finish third in league right now. Um, and then we got the playoffs. Obviously not this weekend, but starting up next weekend, going into district play and that point now you make a run for the state playoffs and go from there so other than that just the normal work work you know getting your 40 plus hours a week in baseball and other than that living life how much how many games are in the regular season about 20 20 and normally schedule wise you'll play two it's a pretty short regular season. it's a short i mean it, it goes from march to i mean you got two months of league play month and a half of league play then kind of the end of april beginning of may is when the playoffs all start so that's where we're right there where playoffs start on saturday and so we'll be in it and setting the the pitching rotation getting the lineups all finalized and make word. that run word all right drew well, i've had a pretty standard week but you know i did have a situation that went on this where you know in my life it seems to be kind of like pretty standard where you know i'm trying to you know, I got a girl, you know, mm-hmm. try and do something nice for her, mm-hmm. you know, call up flowers to go, be like, okay, you know, give me, give me the good thing. Give me the good one. 120 bucks later, Ouch. get it delivered out. Ouch. You know, I'm kind of waiting for a text that morning. I know it's like getting close around delivery time. She hasn't, you know, even texted me good morning, but you know, it seems kind of out, out of the, the norm. I'm worried but, uh, where this story is going to end, Drew. But yeah, you know, I, I get a call, uh, flowers to go and like, hey, um, you know, she's she's not here today. She she called out, must have called out of work. I'm like, hmm, interesting. I can't wait for this good morning text and see how long she plays into it to let me know that she didn't go to work. But um, yeah, she ended up texting me, and uh, it was just it was funny because she was like instantly, almost like, hey, we're just gonna, you know, call it call it out right now. I didn't go to work. And I was like, oh, you know, I already got the update from Flowers to Go. We already got, we already got that covered. Did they but, offer to re-deliver them? Or yeah, they ended up re- yeah, they had to re-delivered it to my house. But That's great. the funny thing about it is... So you ended up giving them to yourself anyway. Yeah, I gave it to myself anyway. But somehow it got, like, called back on me like it was my fault. Like, I should have known she was calling out. She, like, said something the day before, like, hey, I might not be going. I was like, you know what? You know, if I work, you got to work. Like... I'm not trying to be go, conspicuous so about it, but that's so you know, funny. That's how it always turns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny, my wife's sitting right here, so I'm not going to confirm nor deny whether I believe that is the truth about relationships most of the time. <laughs> Just kidding, sweet. I love you. Uh, we actually, this is our, our live audience. Uh, my wife and Dawn's wife, Jordan and Carolina, they, uh, they like and the to dogs. just sit down and the dogs yeah they like to just sit down and watch it's kind of nice i yeah. love having their i don't know i like them watching us this thing is crazy oh yeah so uh so don what was your week like i'm excited to get to I'm the sorry. story i know <laughs> i'll roll another one I'm i got sorry. a i got a pre-roll right there too we can hit yeah, up i'm sorry i didn't and <laughs> jordan's like you're robbing me man i know i'm really sorry <laughs> Also, this is why I can't wait to bring. Here. I can't wait to bring this show. What a dick! Like a, the full <laughs> show live. No, no, me, not you. Because I'm it's going to be so funny. I'm a dick. Get that away from me. I've been sitting <laughs> over here with Colin smoking this joint the whole time, just Word. looking at my wife 
about how much I love her. <laughs> just <Aww>. not giving <laughs> her shit. <laughs> I'm sure she's been thinking the whole time, like, what are you doing? What are you where's, doing? Where's my fucking joint? Our like, managers. <laughs> our managers are sitting there. Boys, this isn't going to sell. <laughs> okay, so... So my week, Afi, you can you can kill that if you want. That's all. All right. Well, <laughs> so watch the movies or whatever. So last week on Sunday, Colin, right mm-hmm. when after we were done recording the show, I went to Dave and Buster's with my family. Okay, with like me and my wife and like thirteen of my family members. Okay, so Dave and Buster's for people that for whatever reason don't know is like an adult Chuck E. Cheese. And this was the first time I with ever alcohol. Been there. There's only one. In Washington State, right? And it's really? the one that, yes, That's just lame. one. And it's in Auburn. So it's like almost two hours from here. It's like Ooh. an hour and a half, two hours from here. It's really weak. I was pissed. I was, I was happy to go there. But, um, so we went there and we ate some food and I had like some beers and a shot. And then I spent like 60 bucks on points so that we could fuck around and play games and shit. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, after maybe like, maybe an hour of playing they came over the intercom and said that something had happened and that everybody had to leave Uh-oh. right and so i was like well i am just going to continue to play until somebody comes around and tells me what happened <laughs> so we just continued to play and fucked around and then a woman came around and was handing out $20 vouchers for like you came back and you spent $20 and you got $20 of free play. Okay. Right. So like, Hey, uh, sorry, but here's a right. And they were like, sorry. And well, so they came around and they said, so somebody called and they like, they paid $40,000 to rent out Dave and Buster's. Right. So, so somebody called up and like I said, fucking paid 40 G's. And so everybody has to leave. Like we couldn't turn them down. It's whatever. And I was obviously mad, right? That, yeah, that's kind of jacked up. That, yeah. I <laughs> so, so I, so I told my wife that I was gonna not leave until I had spoken to somebody because I wanted to get at least like my money back and shit. And How long had you been there? Like I said, maybe an hour of like playing. So oh. two hours probably total because we sat down and ate and shit, and then maybe an hour of playing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, That's tough. Your commute there is twice as long as yeah. There. Yes, <laughs> yes. We spend more time driving than we actually spent at Dave and Buster's that day, and so, so I went to the front, and my mom was already standing there talking to this guy, right? And <clears throat> his name was Spencer. Actually, I have his card in my wallet. Um, he is a manager there, Spencer Worley. I'm not going to talk shit. It's going to sound like it for a minute, but in the end, right? And <laughs> this is a detail that is only important at the end of the story. Okay, Colin? Uh-huh. Because it only bears a minute amount of relevance. But okay. Spencer had one hand. Okay. okay. And like I said, it's not a defining characteristic. I'm not trying to be a dick. Like it's just, it's, that's relevant because at the end, when he says what he says, like it's going to be important that you know that, right? Okay. So, and I had seen him earlier when we were walking around and I swear to God, I, I genuinely thought like, I'm not going to have any problems with this dude. Like there, you couldn't have convinced me, you couldn't have paid me money and convinced me that I was going to have an altercation with this guy before mm-hmm. I left, right? So I had been drinking a little bit. Um, and so I was not drunk, right? I'm a big man. I was not drunk, but I had been drinking. So I was definitely a little bit buzzed. And I was like, Hey, what the fuck? 
like got super pissed and just essentially told Michael, like, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is the point in me coming here and spending my money if if I'm just gonna get kicked out? Right? Like I came here, I spent sixty bucks, my my aunt bought food for everybody, we did all this stuff, like why the fuck did we come here? And you didn't even give me time to to like play the rest of my points, right? Like I just have to go. And so Well to put it just like an analogy, because yeah. that you know a Dave and Buster's things might be kind of hard to understand, but if you go to a restaurant, imagine, yeah. right? You sit down. Let's say you even made reservations go. You go in, you sit down, you order your food, but all of a sudden, like, the owner comes out and is like, hey, we got a high roller that just, like, bought out the restaurant. You all need to leave. Right. It's like, but then you had to pay the bill, too. That's what it would feel like. That's a good equivalent, I feel. Right. Right. So... So after I had got upset and I was talking to Spencer, he, the first thing he says is like, and I understand that, sir, but you've now sworn at me five times <laughs> and I just can't continue a conversation like that. And my mom was standing right there and she had tried to stop me like while I was talking and I was like, no, fuck that. I'm mad. And then continued on with like what I was saying. <laughs> so, so I had even like tried to just my, justify my behavior already. And <laughs> so he shut me down a little bit and I was like, Okay, word. So let's have this conversation, right? And so, like I said, I had been drinking, so I had a conversation with him that really bears no relevance to him. Like I, <laughs> I was like, the thing that gets me, right? And I really, I really said this to him. I was like, the thing that gets me, it's the overreaching implications of this situation, right? Is that I'm here as an American and I'm trying to go to work and I'm trying to do all this stuff. What's the fucking point of me going to work? If somebody's just going to come along and spend forty thousand dollars and buy the shit out from under me, right? And so <laughs> that's a very philosophical, you know, way to approach that, right? So somewhere along in the conversation, it's released that the dude actually paid sixty thousand dollars to to rent oh, out the Dave and Buster's, wow. and it's not. It was like four or five o'clock. Like it's not like it was ten in the morning or like even noon. You know, like he spent sixty grand to rent out a Dave and Buster's for a third of a day. Wow. Right. And I don't know who the fuck it was. I don't know what the jam is like, but old boy dropped 60 grand. Right. So wow. when I told this guy about essentially, right, it sounds like I was complaining because I kind of was right. Because like I said, I had been drinking. So I was all upset and and I can my wife will tell you, I can get really fucking honorary when I feel like I have an injustice has been done to me. You know, like when yeah. I feel like I've been wrong <laughs> in some type of way, I can get real fucking bad. And so and usually it's. It's like justified. Like I won't go out for no fucking reason, you know. But if I feel like some wrong shit has happened, I'll get real mad about it, and I'll I don't have a problem causing a scene. And so I had been drinking, <laughs> so I was causing a scene. And um, when I told her I was gonna, when I told her I was gonna go and talk to the dude, she said, "That's fine. I'm just gonna go and wait in the car." <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I okay, know what's word. gonna go down, <laughs> and I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, I was like that. I can understand. So so after I had told him, like I said, like essentially about how hard my life was right and i even told him i was like i'm not trying to complain about like boohoo fucking me like i'm in a dave and busters and you know like i got fucked out of my money i was like i know that there are like people starving and i'm not trying to be ridiculous you know it's like but like this seems fucked up to me and so he looks at me colin and he says you know as a person with disabilities i understand what it's like to to like always have to work harder than everybody else, you know, to like always feel like you're at a disadvantage. And I like, which, which I get, you know, but I also, when I was talking to Casey about it, like the next day, I was like, I know that 
this is the strategy that he's developed to diffuse situations with people <laughs> like me so that he doesn't have to deal with this, right? So that he can smart. say without That's saying, I know that you spend money here, but I've got one fucking hand in your life is not that goddamn hard, right? Yeah. And so I was obviously immediately fucking shut down at the situation. It was like... You know what? You're right. And I walked away with my money, right? But I also walked away fucking apologizing to him for the way that I had spoken to him and the way that I had handled the situation. So the tables were definitely turned by the time that I like walked away from there. And yeah, it was pretty bad. So So like I said, that's the only reason it's important that he had one hand. It's when it came down to it. It's like, as a person with disabilities, like I understand what it's like. So when I first started here, I used to work circles around all these people and it still took me this long to become manager and i had to do all this stuff and I was like, fuck right like, yeah. you've got one hand so none of this fucking matters like you're right just here's my receipts just give yeah. me my money so i can fucking go like this is ridiculous and you know what's i mean so did they like actually refund your money though <laughs> yeah yeah okay. he did refund my That's money good. i i almost never keep my fucking receipts too and i threw them all in my wife's purse and i went out and i grabbed them and I flattened them out on the table and he gave me all of my money back. So he did do that. Like I said, I don't, you know, I don't want to shit on him because he, he obviously handled me well and then gave me my money back at the end. So it wasn't a horrible situation, but I've got a bunch of Dave and Buster's points that, you know, I can use that. It's like, well, the points never expire. So like you can always come back. And I was like, why would I want to come back here <laughs> after I've just driven two hours to get kicked the fuck out? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I can well, get it. So well, you can use them in any location. So if you're yeah. traveling, like, and you want to go to another Dave and Buster's, I was like, <laughs> hey, but it, the same thing applies. Yeah. Like, why would I want to go to a Dave and Buster's? First time I went there, I got kicked the fuck out. Like, yeah. why would I want to do that? That's fine. But maybe one I, day. Thank you, you know Spencer. What? I can understand, like, a, especially like a big corporation that, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, just doesn't give a fuck about you. you know? <laughs> and that's, that's true. Yeah. And so they're like, well, hey, we're going to make a ton of money. So just make this happen. And this poor manager's got to be like, dude, I got to be the dude to screw all these people. And he, and he said to me, he said, and I understand what you're saying, but at the end of the day, like I have bosses, you know, and yeah. when they tell me I have to take something and cause he's got to, yeah, he's got to look out for his job. When the only point that he ever like got a kind of hype with me was when I said, I was like, and I, I understand that, but by no fault of your own, like that's almost a cop out answer. Right. I was like, because what does that do for me? I was like, you can tell me that, and I understand that. I was like, but then what? You know, I was like, you have a boss, so it, it's not your fucking problem. You know, it's like, so like, what does that do for me? Mm-hmm. And he was like, said something like, and I don't want to misrepresent him because he wasn't a dick about it, but he definitely was not happy that I had said that to him. And so he said something like, I take offense to like the fact that I am doing what I can to help you, and you're accusing me like, of of like of doing a cop out you know mm-hmm. and i told him i said well i prefaced what i said with by no fault of your own right because i understand that that is the truth like i get that that's the reality but it's also the reality that that doesn't fucking help me like that yeah. doesn't make me feel better about getting kicked the fuck out of here that doesn't make me feel better about your corporate structure that you're in a point where you can't tell your boss like dog there's fucking you know all these people here and i'm sure that 60 grand is obviously more than they were going to make that night and that's uh-huh. why they closed down, you know, but. But you know what, though? At, like I said, that really speaks to what kind of corporation they are. And yeah. so at that point, I don't I, I don't think it would be, you know, out of line to just be like, oh, OK, now I see how this 
this corporation operates, I'm just never going to go back. Right. That's totally fair too, because it's not, like you said, the manager's fault, but it's, it's the fault of the corporation to have a structure where somebody that is not on the ground, somebody that is, you know, making a, a call from a high level office is going, well, no, this is way more important for us than having these people come back. Right. And I just, I mean, to me, like, yeah, no, I'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. I get it. I understand. I'm pissed off, but yeah, I'm never going to come back here again. I could totally, totally see that. And I probably now won't because now that I know this story, I know, <laughs> I know the fact that that's something that could possibly happen if I it's was possible. to go spend my money there. And yeah. it's not a cheap place. No. You know? No, it, like I, I said, mean, I think I'd spend 60 bucks. And we would have been there for maybe two and a half hours, and I would have definitely spent all of that money in points in that time. Like mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been, yeah, you know, it wouldn't have been hard to do that for real. So, I like that though. That's a- it was. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. Like I said, I got my money back. It wasn't, I don't want to paint it in a completely negative light because they ended up doing me right. Every, my aunt that paid all the money, got her money back and shit. One of my cousins didn't because he was not as firm as he should have been. Oh yeah. Um, but, I told him I was like I was like why didn't you say anything, bro? And he was like, well, they told me that they told me that I had to have my receipt. It's like it was like Josh just told him like about how much money he spent, and that's like how much money the guy gave him. I was like, so you don't have to. I was like, you just need to be like more firm with yeah. like what you're saying. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. when it comes to getting your money back, you kind of have to be firm, right? A lot of those places are like, well, I mean, like they're gonna try to hold on to your money right. if they can. I don't see why they wouldn't, but. For real. Then, yeah. I mean, the, I remember talking to you about this, and the one point I did make, I was like, because for us, we have to travel. There's no closer location than that. Right. Whereas, like, it, it's probably not, you know, other people are like, oh, man, that's annoying. But how often, you know, a person from Seattle, Bellevue, when it's like, right. uh, well, we only got to go back down the highway a little bit. And that's why, like, it, it's not a huge deal, you know? Like, I'm not trying to make it out. It's the like, principle of it. My though. fucking life is so hard, you know? Uh-huh. But, yeah, it's just like, that's that's fucking, that's shitty. It you is. Know? That you have to just take it. It's like, well, here's yeah. my medicine. I got to swallow it. Yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, at least I got my money back. It was yeah, cool. for real. But, yeah, you'll never get those that time back. <laughs> no, I had. Uh, <laughs> I think I had like two space dust and like a shot of Jack, and the space dust are like seven or eight percent. They're they're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. That was nice. I love space dust. Shout Big out to Elysian. Yes, they make, always. They don't make bad beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's. Shall we jump into some newsy type stuff? Yeah, it was a heavy week, man, and so I know we're not even going to get close to like covering the sh- like all the stuff. No. So I think we're going to talk about Comey. Yes. Uh, for sure. Maybe some uh, Scott Pruitt. Mm-hmm. You know. Definitely Scott but, Pruitt. Yeah, there was a lot going on this week, Fuck man. Scott Pruitt. I feel like it was a little light first off. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a chill week. You know, not too much to pay attention to. I, oh, I was wrong. I was I, so, so wrong. I think it was like Tuesday that I told you. I was like, well, I just want to talk about Comey for a long time because, like, nothing has happened yet. So we're just going to do this and then... Yeah, Wednesday, like I think, was when the hearing happened, and there was all kinds of shit that happened. Mm-hmm. But I think Comey is a really good one to do because I think there's a lot of stuff that like people should know about it. Yes, because it's I think it's at least in the mainstream again, the mainstream yeah. media. It's it's being completely misrepresented, you know. And there's some there's some really interesting <laughs> stuff, you know, a lot of interesting angles to I this. Heard that, didn't I? But. <laughs> 
I feel like I missed an inside joke, man. I'm sad. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He <laughs> he's chewing, so he like he spit, and I heard it in my headphones. Oh, did you? Was, That's fine. Right. I'll try to be. So I didn't quiet. hear it. I wonder. If, I wonder if people it heard was it. Really funny. <laughs> yeah. So we can talk about Comey. Do you know who James Comey is, Drew? I do not. So during this, I'm actually learning. Where? As See? Well. And this is that's that's good. That's we weird. try to do that. You know, yeah. we're trying to, as you as as Don likes to put it. You know, we're trying to build bridges here. Bridge the gap. Bridge the gap. That's what it is. We're bridging the gap. Close enough. You know. And, yeah, oh man. my god, I love it. <laughs> oh, We're building I love bridges. That just made me so happy. We're building bridges here. That's, that's the sound of a bridge being built. By the, the way, the first T-shirt that's not a logo. That's what I have to say. <laughs> yep. We're building bridges here. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. Oh my god. Yeah, I would love bridge to design a bridge. That is hilarious. I'm gonna run with that. I'm just gonna like update my plans slowly on like the the phases that are going on in the bridge building. We did a project in woodshop when i was in junior high um what was his name the woodshop teacher mr welsh mr welsh mr welsh mr welsh Welsh. um and he (laughs) he was he was pretty cool he was also like kind of scary um he was almost completely deaf so he couldn't hear shit and when he talked he would blink his eyes really fast and his eyes would roll in the back of his head and it was it was kind of scary. Um anyway, <laughs> we did a project one time. Did you go to Ridgetop or CK? CK. You went to CK and you did you CK. go to yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so better side so of Mr. <laughs> Welsh, um, we did a project in his class where you had to use like sticks, like little dowels, like square I don't know, like matchsticks, but a little bit bigger and like longer, you know, just pieces of wood that were about that size. Yeah. And you had so many and a certain amount of glue, like so many ounces. Mm-hmm. And you had to build a bridge that could hold X amount of weight. Dude, was it like Elmer's glue? It was or... Elmer's wood glue. Okay. Um, yeah. Ugh, you got it in like though. a little, you know, like a sauce container with a lid on it. And you got to take home like a little saw and shit and you like went like if you if you wanted to or you could do it in class and then you went home and you built it that was that was a weird project i don't it's, remember whether like the pop i feel like i, I did something similar with like a but it was like in a, a science class because we were like studying gravity or whatever yeah you know but we did like you know the matchstick bridge i think that's what it was matchsticks that we had to we make ours actual out of. matchsticks yeah worked. and you only got so many of them and everybody had to just do their best to like hold up an X amount of weight. You, you know, like a box of matches and you got to make a bridge out of a box of matches. It was something like that. Yeah. How many matches are in a box of matches? Like 120? Dude, or I don't even know, man. But it, I mean, it was enough to bridge <laughs> the gap. We're doing what? Yes. Yes. Triangle is the strongest shape. Absolutely. That was the lesson, I guess, behind Mr. Welsh's bridge project. If you build one with triangles in the middle, it yeah. will be more. Uh, yeah. Know. And that, more ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. Like, uh, <laughs> you build the bridge like this, right? Mm-hmm. And But the supporting pieces are triangles in the middle. That really? Or this. That's the strongest are, way, yeah, yeah, to build the bridge. They distribute the weight, like, huh. the best possible way. Yeah. I don't know. I smoked a We're, lot of pot <laughs> when I was in junior high in high school, so I don't. I guess I don't even remember if I turned that in. Like, I remember yeah. doing it, but I can't, I don't remember testing them. Like, I don't remember, yeah. like, oh, I don't, I don't remember that. So, 
Don't feel bad because I didn't smoke a lot of weed and I don't remember either. Mm. <laughs> but that is all you need to know about James Comey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, oh, my God. So James Comey is, <clears throat> he was the director of the FBI, right? And he got fired, I don't know, like, By, a, like yeah. a year ago, maybe? Yeah. Like about a year ago. You're fired. Um, yeah. For at one point, it was said because of like something going on with the Russian investigation, and then one point because he wouldn't like swear um, allegiance. Yeah, he but wouldn't swear loyalty to Donald Trump, and then at another time because he wouldn't um, like drop the case with Michael Flynn, who was a national security. He was the national security advisor, right, for Donald Trump, and then he. That's yeah, really there story. was that. He was another dude that worked for Donald Trump, and he yeah. had to quit because he had some shady shit with the Russians. And so the FBI was looking into Michael Flynn. And Donald Trump, according to James Comey, right, according to the FBI director, said that Donald Trump was like, well, I hope that you can, like, just let this Michael Flynn thing go. You know, just let it go. Just drop the investigation. And... Donald Trump says that he never said that, that that never happened or whatever. Um, but James Comey says that it did. And so that's one of the like sketchy things, you know, that they say that Donald Trump did is that he's just not trustworthy, you know, because he's asking for loyalty, asking people to skirt the law and shit like that. Um, but that's, that's, so, that's, well, I just want to like play devil's advocate to that yes. situation too, because that's, that's the main narrative going on. Yes. And then you have a lot of people on the other side, like, you know, on, you know, trying to defend the president and say like, well, it's, you know, he just says stuff like that. He didn't actually mean it, you know, or, you know, when he, when he says, Hey, can you, you know, that he was, a lot of people are trying to say that when he was like, Hey, can you, you know, see to letting this Flynn thing go, you know, he's a good guy. You know, was that just a, you know, a, a friend going, hey, you know, he's a good dude, you know, that right. there's, this is all bullshit. Um, or was it like, wink, wink, hey, you better shut this shit down. This is me telling you without me telling you. And so, but the problem is, it's just a he said, she, she said at this time, he said, he said, really. Right. But, and so we don't really know 100%. And so both narratives could possibly be true. We just don't know. Yes. But yeah, he's making the rounds right now. He's really in the news because he's... He wrote a book. He wrote a book. Um, so... Do you remember what the name of, the, of what? it? I don't remember the name um, of it. Something with faces, maybe. I don't remember. But, no, I don't remember off the top of my head, but give me a minute and I will. Yeah. Um, but he's doing so, a, a book tour, so he's talking a lot right now. Yeah. So nobody actually knows why he actually got fired, right? But now yeah. that he's doing this book tour and all this stuff, he... The book is essentially, not essentially, but partially about how Donald Trump is not fit to be president, right? And he just, he doesn't tell the truth and lies all the fucking time and nobody can trust him. And so people are obviously trying to push back against that, you know, people who believe in the president. And there's a lot of, what's it called? It, the title of his book is A Higher Loyalty, a Higher Loyalty. Truth, Lies, and Leadership by James Comey. There you go. Get it um, on Amazon Prime for seventeen ninety nine by May 1st. There you go. I think, it, so, I think it's already out then. And it passed. I read that it passed up fucking Fire and the Fury and Hillary Clinton's book for sales. Yeah. So, I can see that. Right. Everybody's really intrigued to know, you know what he has to say in it. 
Yeah. You know, regardless of whether you believe him or not. Yeah. You know, he's going to make a lot of money. And so, like I said, so since he's been doing the book tour, there's been people who've been talking about sketchy shit that he did that could also be the reason he got fired, not all of this, whatever that he said. All of the numerous reasons, because he wouldn't let Michael Flynn go, because he wouldn't swear loyalty, because he wouldn't swear whatever, right? So on the other side, on the more conservative side, people are saying that, not saying because it's definitely the truth, that <clears throat> when the investigation into Hillary Clinton was going on, right, because... She, you know, about she had all the emails and all the whatever she was keeping in her house and all the bullshit and using a server for fucking classified material. And so when that investigation was going on, right, it was doing it being done by the Justice Department. The head of the Justice Department is the Attorney General. Okay. And at the time, that was Loretta Lynch. Okay. So one of the things that people reference, okay, is this weird meeting that happened between Loretta Lynch and Bill Clinton. On the tarmac between their two planes, right? Both of their planes were landed at the same place. And Bill Clinton went and had a private conversation with Loretta Lynch, the attorney general who was investigating his wife, right? At the time, goes and he has a private conversation with her on her plane about whatever, right? Mm -hmm. About who fucking knows, okay? So James Comey finds out about that, right? According to him, right? He finds out about that. And so... He takes it upon himself, right, because he feels at that point there could be some inappropriateness, right, in Loretta Lynch being involved in the investigation because she's had this conversation with Bill Clinton and she's investigating his his wife, you know. So James Comey takes it upon himself to announce the verdict essentially on the investigation into Hillary Clinton, which is not his job, right? Yeah. And so they say, and this is a lot to follow, so it's okay if this is just a lot of shit. It's another reason but, why it makes it so complex. Right. It's because it's been happening for a long time. Um, and so. Because this is back when uh, President Obama was in office. Yeah. Loretta so Lynch was President Obama's attorney general. The attorney general right now is, his name is Jeff Sessions, but that's another deal. So, mm-hmm. um, so James Comey took it on himself to come out and announce that the FBI was not going to press charges against Hillary Clinton, which was not his job. Yeah, it's, it was a very unprecedented move. Yeah. So they say that he, in the letter that says like about him getting fired, says that he usurped the role of the attorney general by like by doing this thing that is not his job, right? And when he gets asked about it, he says that he did it because he didn't want anyone to question. Loretta Lynch's legitimacy, right? He didn't want anybody to think that Bill Clinton had gone and spoken to her and swayed the investigation, and that's why she was doing that. And so he says to try and be as impartial as possible. That's why he did it, yeah. right? I think one of the ways he put it was to protect the integrity of the FBI yes. from you know the Justice Department. He wanted essentially, in his words, I mean, you know, step back and say, "Hey, we're not." involved with that you know that's different with that whole situation so i think that's that's what he is generally pushing because of that situation because a lot of people do see that as like hey that's really sketchy you know so there is arguments to be made like it's definitely like you said it's unprecedented like it's never happened before you know it's inappropriate Mm -hmm. because it's not his job yeah um so that's how he first came to fame he has a he has a reputation of being a grandstander, you know, of just somebody who likes attention all the time. And so I have like told Colin before, I was like, it doesn't, it makes sense to me, you know, that he, 
that he would do something like that because he yeah. wants to be in the attention all the time. If he sees maybe an opportunity for that, that he can be the guy that comes out on top of that situation. You know, if he really does have like such a big head and a big fucking ego, then he's gonna be like, I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to take any opportunity I can to look the best that I can. So it's, I don't know. Like I said, it's inappropriate, certainly. But the only person that really knows why he did it is James Comey. And so we have to either take what he says or just think that he's a liar because there's nobody else that can tell us. Yeah. So it's. And given the fact that the other party, for the most part, is Donald Trump. Yeah. It's hard because you don't know if you can believe both of them. Donald Trump lies all the time. Because he lies all the time. And so you don't know, you know, what's real and what's not. You know, lately he's been talking about the whole. everything with Michael Cohen that's been in the news, he's like defending him right now, you know, but uh, to get back to Comey, like it's, that's one of the aspects that makes it so complicated. And, you know, if you really look at it and just don't believe what you're hearing from like, you know, CNN and stuff, if you really look at it, you go, wait a minute, I don't know who to believe here. Yeah. And it's, it makes it hard. And so now it's a race to try and prove that, to try and find a time that Comey has lied about something. Right. Because, and we've talked about this before that I don't have any evidence myself that I've seen of him actually lying, you know? So I don't have any reason to believe that he would be lying now. You know, I've seen the president lies all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. I know that I've seen it, you know, I know that to be true. Um, so now there's a, you know, a race in the media to try and prove that James Comey has lied before so that they can try and paint him as a liar. Yeah. You know? And so it's come down to the difference in like phrasing of words in a fucking statement, you know, that, well, if you, if you read it one way, then he's lying. And if you read it another way, then he's telling the truth, you know? Yeah. And so it's come down to this, this tiny microscopic view of like one thing that he said in a, <clears throat> the deputy director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe, he got fired also. And he got fired for, Leaking documents and lying investigations and all this stuff. And so Donald Trump tries to say that James Comey is a liar because he knew that or he authorized Andrew McCabe to release documents and, and talk to or not release documents, but talk to the media. Yeah. Right. And that's the, the memo version of yes. this. Right. And James Comey says that he didn't authorize it. Right. But like he knew about it. You know, and so, like I said, it's it's the just the way that you read a fucking sentence of something that he said while he was under oath. You know mm-hmm. that it's it's, it's essentially ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think we talked maybe last time, but it's essentially the version of you know it's the argument that Bill Clinton used when he asked, "It depends on what your definition of the word is is." Yeah. And so it's like, well, how are you interpreting what I said? And so it could go <clears throat> both ways. Go right. anyway. You know, and like when but, somebody asks you what you mean, and you ask them, well, what, mm-hmm. what do you think that I meant? So, you know? so you think like they're kind of like deviating from more factual stuff to more like I think who so. brings it off or sounds a lot better? Yeah. So yeah. the question that was asked, right, is that. The question that he was asked when he was under oath was whether or not he had authorized, ever authorized anybody to speak to the media and the FBI about Russia. And he said no, right? And it's common knowledge now because of the deputy director that got fired that 
he said that when he was speaking to the media that the people above him knew about it. The only person above him is James Comey and the Attorney General, and the Attorney General didn't know about it. So that would say that James Comey knew about it, right? So you know by that that he knew about it. And then when you read the particular question, he said the senator asked him, have you ever authorized anybody to speak to the media? And James Comey said no, which is not a lie, yeah. right? If... If he truly didn't authorize him to, right? If he really just knew about it and just didn't just let it happen and just didn't say anything, then that's fine. He never lied. There's no anything. Yeah, because that's and, a completely that different point, story. You know, like I said, it's fucking semantics, you know, about whether yeah. or not at one point there was some type of conversation between him and the deputy director where James Comey said, yes, you can do that. Or he just said, okay, you know, to acknowledge that he knew about it or said, yes, you can do that, you know. And nobody fucking knows about one conversation that happened between two dudes in an office however fucking long ago, no. you know? And so that's, like I said, that's what it's down to is just the way that you read that one sentence of a question that he was asked in a, in a congressional hearing. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're talking about, like, the president, you know, it's about more than one tiny fucking line that somebody said. And I guess... It, it is important because if he did lie, then he like would have perjured himself and he should go to jail and shit. But I also think that he was the director of the FBI and he probably understands that if you lie under oath, you will go to fucking prison for a long time. Yeah. You know, and there's a I, lot to weigh. And it's hard sometimes to have that argument because or to have that discussion because people say, oh, well, people, you know, people fucking lie all the time, you know, and I can't. I can't allow myself to go down that pathway and assume people are lying because at that point, then why are we doing anything? Why mm-hmm. are we having these fucking meetings? Why is anybody being elected to Congress? Why are we, why do we have faith in the system? If we just think everybody's lying all the time, what's the fucking point? You know? And I know I can't live like that because I want to, I don't want to go to work. You know, if I don't think people are trying to do things that benefit me, then I, that doesn't make me want to live my life. You know, that doesn't make me want to contribute to a system that in the end I think doesn't give a fuck about me. You know, it's a very, so I, very pessimistic way to view the American, you know, republic. And, and I just, you know, and I can't do that. Yeah. You know, you got to believe in our, you know, the system. Yeah. You have to believe that essentially that people are inherently good. Yeah. You know, you have to put trust in your neighbor to tell the truth when, you know, you have a conversation with him. Yeah. If you can't have that, what do you have? I So I could totally understand that. Yeah. So, I, you know, you have to have faith. Like, I have faith in America, even through all the bullshit that's going on right now. You have to. You or have else, to. Otherwise, what are we doing? Or else there isn't a point. You know, why am I not living in Ecuador and, at that point, sitting on a beach in a hammock, drinking beer for the rest of my life? And so I have to, if for nothing else but my own personal sanity, you know, and I have to assume that he's telling the truth, you know, that that he sat there and he thought about his words very carefully, you know, and that if he had authorized that guy to speak to the media, then he would have said yes. You know, but he knew that he didn't, but he had knowledge of it. And that's why he said no. I have to assume that even if it's that tiny of a detail, that manipulative, you know, of this of the sentence, I have to assume that he's telling the truth. Just like mm-hmm. I would assume most people, you know, unless you can directly see that they're lying. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and so here's a here's an angle that I did I just now thought of. Uh, I just looked up when James Comey became the FBI director. Yes. FBI director. It was back in 2013. 
right? And then Rock, this whole thing went happened. This whole thing happened in October of sixteen during the election. So there was three years where I didn't know who James Comey was. Yes. And does that speak to the fact that you know maybe there just wasn't an opportunity he had to exploit, or is it the fact that no, maybe he just was actually doing his job and maybe you know depending on how you look at the situation it's just a flaw in logic you know error on the side of ignorance again versus malice yeah maybe he was trying to do the best thing and maybe he just kind of fucked it up you know maybe and, and that's I, you know like i said when we talked about it before i said like lie or no grandstander yes you know? yeah made a big deal out of some shit and and got a lot of attention and and went on seven or eight different fucking talk shows and stuff and podcasts and whatnot to mm-hmm. tell a story, you know, like yeah. definitely wants to make a big deal out of it. Do I think that he's lying? No, I don't think that he is, you know, speaking yeah. to, because I couldn't, my mom would kill me if I didn't bring this up. Um, and my aunt would haunt me from her grave. Um, when you were talking about, you have to assume that most people are good, right? So I had yeah. an aunt, my aunt Jo, and she passed earlier this year, right? She had pulmonary fibrosis. Oh, I'm um, sorry to hear that. Oh, Thank you. That's all right. Um, and so when we went to the funeral, right, they were playing out like songs and shit that they were going to play. And I don't remember who sang it just because I don't listen to country music, but they played this song. It's called Most People Are Good. Right. Oh. And that was just like that was just how she lived her life. You know, like that was that was like the way that she did stuff. You know, like you have to assume she was she was in the army and then she was a domestic ad- a domestic violence advocate for like years years and years and years and years and years right and she was like the head of domestic violence i believe right i hope that that's correct at uh, the joint base right joint base okay. municipal court yeah um and there is an immense amount of domestic violence at the joint base yes immense amount of domestic violence it's um, a big problem in the military <clears throat> in general yeah it yes huge problem and so in just obviously the career that she's in you know she you have to live your life assuming that that most people are good, you know, coming across that much evil and that much hatred, you know, you have to assume that most people are good. It's just these ones that I'm seeing, you know, Mm -hmm. that are not doing it, you know? And I think that that's like, that's an important lesson to, or just an important thing, like to do what she did, you know, to try and carry in your life that that most people are going to be good. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot of fucking people in the world. So that's a lot of opportunity to see shit that goes wrong, you know, but because there are so many people that are good, it's that much easier to see the people that are bad. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. The vast, vast majority of people all live peaceful lives in a society that all has different rules. But right. we all figure out a way to, for the most part, get along. You know, we have our little pockets of resistance and issues, even within our own country. But, you know, generally, again, I think that speaks to the fact why I have faith in, like, our American system is because, yeah, I inherently believe that most people are good. Right. Otherwise, you we just wouldn't be able to be where we're at now. You know, there's I think there's a lot of truth in that. Whether you like, you know, you say like now because politics is so much in everybody's face and there's so much more divide than there ever used to be. But we all still get along. We all still follow the same laws. We all still go to work. We all still have families. And we all kind of live the Western American life, you know? Right. And so that, I mean, that's proof. You can't argue against it. Yeah. You know? You can argue that there's more bad growing, but no, I mean, everything's, 
it's all still we're all still good you yeah. know we're all still good you know having podcasts and having friends over and we're all still going out to eat and we're all still shopping and we're all still going to work and you know life is still good man right could be a hell of a lot worse and i i mean going off that point <clears throat> that's kind of one of the things just for me when i wake up look i know i do dumb things i, I make mistakes we all do but you drew especially knowing me probably better than anybody like it's it's just one of those things where as long as I can wake up and go to bed knowing that, hey, I was a good person that day. I was a good friend, good son, good employee, good coach, whatever it might be. There's a lot of crazy things that go on in this world. But bottom line, just whatever laws and rules we might have, like just be a good person, you know, and, and that will get reciprocated in one way or another. Yeah. And, and I think that that <clears throat> translates to, to how you might deal with with bad things that might happen to you. You know what? You might get a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Well, you might get your medicine. You might have to swallow it, but at the same time, just bottom line, just be a good person. And I think right. that's with so much negativity that, that gets broadcasted in one, one form or another. I think bottom line is just, there really are in the majority, there's way more good people than bad. It's just that headlines happen to catch a lot of the bad stuff more than more than anything else definitely yeah for sure <clears throat> there's a lot of truth in that you know Do you right. agree with that drew yeah i mean I, I think you also see that you know you go through your day you don't see the the peace and the positive through people sometimes because you're you know some, some bad happens and that's when you're like oh that's bad that well, it also doesn't sell headlines so it's almost like yeah. um, right the positive Rarely. goes unnoticed yeah. In a sense. Oh, yeah. That's where, why, yeah. I mean, that's why we have puff pieces and news. You know, there's a lot less of them now, but thank goodness for like local news. They always show little puff pieces. But yeah, man, you turn on like Fox News, CNN, you know, MSNBC, whatever. It's all just bringing people down news. You know, it's all the bad news. It's all important. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of good going on too. And it goes very unnoticed, you know. Uh, Go back to a, you know, once again, always calling out Philip Franco. But, like, Philly D does that a lot on his shows. Every now and again, is if he has something really, really heavy to talk about that's really depressing, you know, he'll do, like, you know, a segment in, he calls, like, in uh, Today in Awesome. And he'll yes. share, like, something really awesome that somebody did and, like, call somebody out for doing something great that just made some local news story somewhere and give them a lot of love and, like, try to remind people that, you know, for all the crap that's going on in that world, there's every day people are doing great things for other people. You know, people are witnessing car accidents and getting in there and like pulling people out of like cars that are on fire. And, you know, these people are unconscious and they're saving this person's life every single day. But you never hear about that person, you know? And it's so I love to see those, those positive little, little puff pieces, man. Whether it's firefighters going up a, a ladder to rescue a cat out of a tree or something, you know? <laughs> You know, but it, you know, all that stuff, it's, it's good. We, we all need that to remind us that, you know, yeah, good stuff happens too. A lot of it does. I also think like how different is like today versus 15 years ago when you look at it in the fact where now you have the media that's gone so far, now they're able to show everything that's happened. Well, if the media was this established as it is now, 15 years ago, would it be different? Would, would, be, would it be the same kind of thing? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, when everything 
like your most reliable news source was a, a daily newspaper. It's a totally different game now. I mean, if that was the only way to stay informed before and, you know, spread the, the news or whatever. You yeah. Know, yeah, 15 years ago, totally different ball game. Crazy to think about. It makes you wonder if it actually is different. That's, yeah. That's or if it's just we just have more of an open line to it. Yeah. Because of the internet and social media and, you know, just well, the, there's, the I mean, money that broadcast has. Things and, are yeah. so much more available to people. Yeah. Yeah. Curse and a blessing. There's know? there's no doubt about that. That's why there are so many people who feel like their opinion matters. I mean, as I sit here and make a fucking podcast and try and get people to listen to it, but yeah, all about uh, our opinions. That's <laughs> right. Is because it's so easy to to jump on Twitter, you know, and say fucking whatever you want, you know, and people will like it and retweet it and thank you very much. Um, just brought me some water. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, you can go on there and you can say whatever you want. People like it and retweet it and say it back to you. And it's it like instant validation, you know, of your opinion that mm-hmm. may or may not even make sense or be based in fact or anything. You yeah. Know? Um, it's, it's How, tough. Yeah. How informed is your opinion before you make it? Right. It's tough because it's really hard to stay informed. And so most people, I would imagine, that are throwing their opinion out there, like probably haven't looked at all the angles. You know, they just get an impulse and like, hey, this is what I think about that. Right. You know, that's what makes Twitter so dangerous. We get a lot of people's impulse right off the bat. You know, that's why, you know, Trump's Twitter is insane because he's like, hey, I got something to say. Instant tweet, 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 tweet. As soon as he thinks about it. Yeah. Just fires it off. Which... I wanted to talk about this a little earlier, but or later. But uh, what do you think about that? This it kind of struck me the other day, and I don't know why it's taking this long. Uh, well, just about the fact that for the first time in history, we have a president of the United States sitting in you know his office in the White House, and he we're getting you know everything that comes to his mind. We know exactly how he thinks. Why he thinks the way... Well, I wouldn't say why, but we get insight into a president's mind that we've never had before. Yeah. This is this is completely unprecedented. The other day, he called into Fox and Friends and oh just God, I know. ranted. <laughs> Man, please go on YouTube and find that video. It is Terrible. crazy. But for whatever comes out in the end, the fact that we have a president that is engaging with the American public on the level that he is, is kind of fascinating. I like it because I like to know what's going on. What, what are they, what kind of personality, you know, who is this person really? You know, it's not the, yeah. the typical politician facade. Everything's perfect. I'm prim and proper. I'm a stand up citizen. It's like, we're actually like getting to know who this person really is. <laughs> for the better well, or worse but it's unprecedented and i think it's an amazing thing that hopefully will carry on and i think that's interesting because i think that i never really thought about it like that right but i think mm-hmm. that the connection is good right the insight that may be provided there is like a good thing but i think that the content is not good no no no, no i'm not arguing um, for the but, quality but of that's the content. interesting because i think the i think that there's merit to that that 
the ability to, like you said, to have insight into what the president is thinking, I think is mm-hmm. very valuable. Yeah. Um, especially, I don't know, especially just with all like kind of the wild shit that's going on, you know, North Korea and stuff like that. It's like I said, the content is not good, but the ability to have the insight, I think that's, that's yeah. interesting. I think that is good. Yeah. yeah. It's not happening behind the scenes and we can't just sit there and guess anymore. We're guessing about why now, right. not what, you know. Did the president say this? Did he really say this? Well, no. We know exactly what he said because he wrote it on Twitter for right. everybody to see. It's like, hey, that's that works for me. Don't have to tune I just in wish it. it was someone else in the yeah. or the content was better. Yeah, like you said. But yeah. yeah, the the root of it, you know, the fundamental idea that that's we're good. getting inside the president's head yeah. is kind of it's a cool thing. You know, and I would I would hope that maybe this opens the doors and becomes a new norm where the next president comes in like good or bad we get to know what they're thinking how they're thinking and you know it's, it i don't know you have that's why i think more people are more connected to the you know all the federal big issues now and that's why it's such big news because we can all see it easier to access yeah it's yeah. not just the typical political talk which when is, it, you know, when it seems like you're able to access it more, he becomes more controversial because everybody has all their opinions about it. But you yeah. also think about like, what if presidents in the past had that too? Yeah, everybody would have their opinions, and he'd become more controversial. Like, oh, is he this right or is this wrong? Yeah. But like you're saying, where as time goes on with this platform they have available to say what they have to say mm-hmm. right then and there. It could be. It could become a norm where. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's. I feel like I would hope it does. Yeah. And they weren't sure. You know, when he like first got into office, they weren't sure if he was going to continue to tweet or if somebody was going to take his fucking Twitter or like what the jam was going to be. You know, like a PR for him, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's like that's the jam is is between the difference between his personal Twitter at the real Donald Trump and POTUS, right? Is that. When he tweets under his president account, that is like an official statement by the president can be used in like all kinds of whatever. But when he tweets from his own personal account, it's covered under freedom of speech and he can say whatever the fuck he wants. So he almost only tweets under that one, you know. Yeah, which wasn't the start at the beginning. And then Mm -hmm. they they passed that legislation that, that was like, hey, no, this is all official documents like we, all this needs to be recorded and he was like okay i'm gonna switch over to my personal because yeah. i don't want to do this on the official and he's just <laughs> stayed there ever yeah. since every now and again he posts stuff but it's always right very you know it's very a presidential thing to say and it's usually Probably like somebody else meetings said. with you know had a great meeting with uh you know the pm of germany angela merkel and yeah. just a photo op you know the typical stuff it's more like a branding I know athletes have that too. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Their accounts where it's run by somebody else, where it's yeah, mm-hmm. you know, displaying their brand right. more than anything. Yes, yeah. just like that. That's probably why we don't do that for Twitter because, I mean, we have a salt of the streets Instagram and Facebook, but when it comes to Twitter, it's just me and Don. You know, also it's, because I took yeah. that Twitter name already. Nah, <laughs> I, I, I like the way we do it on Twitter because. We're both different people. Yeah. You know, even though these days we can kind of tend to agree, I think, more times than not. Yeah. You know, we're still very, very different. And I think our Twitter accounts are a great way for people to get in touch with us. You know, hit me up at Big Bird Offie, at Salt of the Street for Dawn. Salt of the Street. 
you know, we love to talk and have conversations like this. That's part of why we do that. Breaking out the other pre-roll. Yep. But yeah, I think, that, I think that was a... So what do you think, Drew? Was that a does good that, kind of... Yeah, I know there was a lot of information, but yeah. does that make like a little bit of... It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Have you seen like James Comey's name in the news lately? Or? I have not. Um, well, that's all right. Um, but yeah, that's been one of the bigger stories lately is because he's been doing the fucking book tours and whatnot is like... I'll take some of that. Get that BSB going. About that time, know what I'm saying? So, yeah, what is that? that uh, you can't spell <laughs> baseball without BSB. <laughs> you can't spell baseball without BSB. That's so funny. I love the fact that they, they're they sponsoring uh, Safeco and stuff, though. Yeah, there's like a lounge yeah. and whatnot that you can go and hang out there. That's so cool. All these commercials. I love the success of small business, man. When I remember say... I went to this distillery when I had uh, come home on leave once you years ago. Distillery? Yeah, yeah, Heritage Distillery. Shout out to Heritage Distillery. Um, but we went down there just for fun. It was uh, my wife and I and my parents. We were just here visiting. And we we're like, hey, let's go down and take a tour of the distillery. Yeah. And it was just this tiny little place. You know, it was very, very do, local at that point. Do they have food there? No. Well, I don't know, no, no. Because at the time, they were moving into another location mm-hmm. in downtown Gig Harbor. And I think now that's probably more of a, a tap room type thing probably a bar because they the, probably do that i don't that's know that's the coolest thing about it. like der blocken you know it's like you go to der blocken and they make delicious food there and in the back they're fucking brewing up beer and yeah. they're like it'll be done in two days and you're that's like, like oh silver city too. yes i'll be back in two days <laughs> yeah i love that kind of stuff man there was awesome. a uh, there was a small brewer in rhode island when we lived there that was just like that it was a small, like literally just the town. You couldn't go anywhere else really and find that beer. Yeah. Maybe in the state, but uh, but it was it was a really really nice restaurant. And then yeah, right behind behind glass, you had the you know the big fermenters, and you got the brewers back there doing their work. And yeah, it was really awesome. I had a blueberry pale ale at fucking Derblocken uh, one time. It was delicious. This this place that I'm talking about, Rhode Island. Uh, had they were like famous for their blueberry beer really yeah that That's was like really one fun. of their specialties it was really good and it's they serve it it's like german style beer you know so it's also like uh like ju- it's like chilled you know it's not cold mm-hmm. it's like just under room temperature yeah which i'm not a huge fan of oh um, be adventurous but, bro but they'll usually give you like a cold glass you know that will make it a little bit better but it's not. Mm-hmm. I would. I prefer like a, an ice cold beer. You know. I think that that's kind of the way it should Absolutely. be. But I heard some science once that uh, some science. Yeah, I heard some science once. Great. I feel like it was probably on like the YouTube channel SciShow, but um, the colder beer is, uh, your taste buds actually taste less of it, and that was part of the reasoning why Germans always serve beer around room temp. It's definitely more intense. It is. Yeah, you get definitely. all the flavors. But ever since I started like small, you know, home brewing and stuff like that, like I'm all about like just I'll get a beer yeah, and I'll just sip on it while it's real cold coming out of my kegs. But, you know, after, you know, I just sip it for a while and it slowly goes down to room temp. Out you of know? your keganator? Yeah. I don't chill the glass beforehand or anything. And then no. after a while, I realize I'm, I'm sipping on like room temp <sighs> beer and I love it still. <laughs> it's just it's like a, a beer that gets more and more powerful. Yeah. Because as it warms up. Yeah. You know. And I'm sure like, you know, room temp Coors Light, 
that is just a bad, bad thing. It tastes disgusting. That's because we there's not much to it. You know? But with a craft brew, like a big, heavy German beer, there's a it's real complex, and it becomes almost more of like a a wine experience when you drink it because it's you know you're tasting a whole lot more every time. You can't yeah. guzzle it. So you know that's we were talking. Sorry, go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead. No, I'm, so I'm done. Zos. That was <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were talking about that in the pre-show, or maybe before the pre-show. That Jordan's stepdad will buy a rack of like Bud Light and put it on the counter, and, Just, he, and yeah. he'll drink warm Bud Light. Like it's, it's a and no, no shade because no, whatever. I love man. my stepdad. That's your kid. Shout out late. <laughs> no but, shade, but but I there's nothing more disappointing in my life to, <laughs> to reach into a case and grab a beer, and I'm like, well. No, Mm-mm. this thing needs to be in nope, the fridge nope, nope, for about nope. at least 20 minutes. Yeah, I can see that. I'll put it in the freezer for 20 minutes <laughs> like if I need it really quick, you know. But, yeah, no, I can't. It's, there's some beers. I don't know. I Like, I can't even make a list of beers I would drink warm. But I'm sure there's some that I would consider. Zero for but, me. Yeah, <laughs> but there's, there's, it's probably very few, you know, because I've had, like, like a warm rich top red one time and i was like this is horrible this is not i don't <laughs> not like good. this at all like this is not a good deal yeah <clears throat> i dude, i can totally get that whatever floats his boat every now and again i'll uh you know sometimes because we're we're uh recording in the garage this time over at my place back and, at office uh, house you and uh you know, there's sometimes, where, you know, it's kind of chilly in here right now. Apologize for that, by the way. <laughs> I feel good right but now. I don't know. Sometimes, like, you all right? Do during you the fall, BSB? you'll feel you really BSB warm. <laughs> yeah, like, that's I'm what good. I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, during the fall, during early spring, where it's still kind of chill, yeah, you know, it'll maintain around 45 or something, 50, really maybe. Nice. I don't know. But I'll leave beer out here. Nice. And then sometimes I'm like, I'll grab it. I'm like, well, it's not like cold, but like, I'm gonna drink this right now. I don't care. It's 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 not bad. If no. I drink it fast, then it won't get all the way warm. Yeah, for it'll real. Be all right. <laughs> yeah, usually man, I can't do that. Like Monday through, I usually Friday Friday night when I come home from work because of my diet, I can't drink beer during the week. Mm-hmm. But I cheat on the weekends, and uh, yeah, so I'll come home Friday and be like, man, do I have any beer? I do have a beer. I'm gonna fucking drink this right now. If it's not in the fridge, I don't care. That's my first. I want that beer, man. <laughs> I'm no, like, dude, I'm gonna drink this. Especially like something like this, like this, like a double IPA. I could not drink that warm. You know, that would be that would be tough for me. Ball steep, the uh, double way IPA, big from uh, balanced. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it? really it's good. good. It's fantastic. Yeah. I got more in the fridge. If you, oh, actually, no, I don't. Never mind. I only had those two. But there is but, more beer in there. Yes, which I might have to get. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can. I don't know. What I don't think I would do one of those like room temp. Eight point four. it is good so yeah at 8.4 i can't fucking like have you ever had monks and discretion casey no sound brewery monks and discretion is from sound brewery and that's a what type of beer is that colin that is a it's some kind of uh it's i think it's a belgian abbey ale sounds like something that'll go down my gullet nice and smooth either way it is incredibly smooth i think that it's 10 percent yeah um but it's a dangerous one dangerous beer have you fucking feeling yourself like, mm-hmm. it is strong yeah oh, it just takes one bottle and you're good yeah it's made in Paulsbo. sound brewery is in really? Paulsbo. Yeah, yeah for real it's that's just the style that it is it's just a belgian style whatever but yeah sound they have a restaurant you remember campanas yeah it, that's sound brewery that's, is there yep. now so that's you, where it is if you're at world of beer you don't have to search too far into it no i'm no. sure <laughs> you, you if you can't then you should tell that waitress to fuck off because <laughs> when we went there the first time with 
with Jordan's dad and like his girlfriend and shit, he asked for a beer from Sound or something. Was it from Sound Brewery? And they're like, we don't have one of those. And he was like, what? It's like, <laughs> they're like the number one brewery in the area. You don't have any fucking Sound beers. And they're like, no. It's like, well, what about this one? And they're like, no, we don't have any beers from that brewery. And he was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah. He was pissed. Yeah, you could run into that. Either way, it would have took him 20 minutes to find it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, uh, we have a, uh, a B-dubs around Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, the first time I went into there, I was really happy to see, like, they had a good selection of local beer. I was very happy about that. But yeah, every now and again, you get that restaurant chain that shows up and is like, hey, we're here. You going, hey, can I get one of my beers? And they're like, oh, we don't, uh, we don't have that. Well, and it's we got a course cool light that. though. <laughs> It's kind of cool that some of the bigger breweries, like Silver City is like a pretty big brewery, you know? So yeah, if you go most places, you can now. get a Ridgetop Red. Like, yeah. you know, within like two or three hours, you can probably get a Ridgetop Red. Yeah. Dude, know? I'm loving all it's, this beer talk. It's, yeah. I love it. Well, there's so many I breweries around here that it's, you know. It's a huge part of the culture around here. And and Even though I don't deviate from Bud Light very often. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's another very popular thing here, too, is there's a lot of people that you would probably label rednecks at yeah. some point. But um, whether or not that's justified, I'm you not going to condone. Shit. You know. But I'm going to say, there's a lot of people that like In love the their Coors Light, <laughs> love their Rainier even, which is a local version of that kind of beer. <laughs> He's like, no, no. Olympia. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that love like that. The Miller Lights, you know. I'm a fan of Miller Lights. I'm not going to lie. You're going to be a tall boy. It's like five bucks. <laughs> yes. Oh, speak, I was going to mention this, and I totally forgot to during uh, what I did this week. Uh, I went out. I got in contact with... You went to uh, a punk rock show? No. <laughs> no. That, part, that, part, that phase of my life is over, bro. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, I met up with one of my brothers, my half-brother, Aaron. Um, you can hand that to Jordan. Because I don't, I don't see them very often, mm-hmm. which is stupid because they literally live in town. Yeah. But uh, we met up at uh, a local bar. And it, it was during the week, but I was like, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to drink beer just because I don't do this. This is a special occasion. I got to cheat. But I didn't want to get like a full-on microbrew because there's just so many carbs in those. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, yeah, I'll take, a, I'll take a Coors Light. And I drank two Coors Lights that night. And I, re- I was reminded, though, how good a Coors Light feels after a hard day's work. Because it was hotter than hell that day. I worked hard. I was at a ton of sights. You know, nice cold Coors yeah. Light. And having the nice two of those. Mountains. Oh, man. It was great. Anyway, shout out to my brother Aaron. I told him to listen to the podcast. That's funny. <laughs> but uh, met a dude there uh, who actually works for my brother. And uh, really cool dude. Was really into the idea of the podcast. You know, yeah. we, we had started. Uh, we had bonded over this uh this show on youtube called uh, hot ones where they eat the chicken wings do the yes. interview and uh but then all of a sudden we started talking about like you know some of like the life issues you know stuff like that you know and uh next thing you know i was i was kind of bringing up i was like oh yeah you know me and my buddy don we do this podcast and he was like oh well dude what's it called what's it called i want to add it and i was like oh word <laughs> dope well i talked to this dude and had a really awesome conversation with just Kind of like we do. We just sit down and we talk and have a good conversation. He is, he was very factual. He had all the stuff together. He kind of aired on the, kind of the heavier, heavier uh, libertarian side. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every, he didn't, every conversation we had was, was very facts-based. And it was awesome to be able to sit down with 
a stranger, a new dude that I just met, and have like a good, honest conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope he's listening too right now because <clears throat> it was awesome to meet you, dude. But yeah, <clears throat> uh, excuse me. I guess that I was just kind of like trying to throw that in there because I forgot I had I, could, I meant to bring it up during the the you first could. part. But anyway, you can hand that to Jordan if you want. Oh, where with a lighter? With a lighter because I let it go out. Sorry, I get distracted sometimes. Oh, and I just dropped it. Good lord Humble. thank Come goodness on, case. case balls is here <laughs> that's right okay Rescue so me. do you want to talk let's talk about one more thing do you want let's, to talk about let's talk about scott pruitt <clears throat> okay do you want to do that yeah we okay. can talk about scott pruitt because scott pruitt is really <clears throat> excuse me uh it's a really big issue right now okay so scott pruitt right mm-hmm. used to be the attorney general the state attorney general in oklahoma and now he is like the head administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency. The EPA. Yes. And he... Excuse me. Podcast burp. Um, <laughs> he has wasted a whole fuckload of taxpayer money. Right. Yeah. He has gone places on first-class flights. And he has um, purchased a $45,000 soundproof booth. For his office so that he can have private conversations with the president um he also you know what a lobbyist is <clears throat> excuse me a lobbyist is somebody who gets paid by a company if i own walmart right i'm gonna hire you as a lobbyist you're gonna go to washington dc and you're gonna talk to congressmen about bills that are good for me you know? mm-hmm. um, and you're gonna try and get people to do things that are good for Walmart. Yeah, you know, there's a lot so, of what people call those uh, special interests. Yes, That's the common way of saying um, it. That's who we're talking about. And so he, he and his wife rented a condo from the wife of a lobbyist. Right? Was yeah. she a lobbyist for? Do you remember? I don't remember. I can't. I feel this terrible. was during the testimony in front of Congress, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and he was only he paid like fifty dollars a day for like this really nice fucking condo. And uh, so it's sketchy already because I think it was a lobbyist from like the oil industry or something mm-hmm. like something contradictory to the environmental protection, you know. Um, but I don't I don't want to say for sure. I don't remember what. Um, but it was something to yes. that core. That was the core problem. Either way, it was sketchy. Yeah. So basically, was um, trying to cut deals. It yeah. looks like it. And he um, also yeah. he also. Gave two people raises, right? And this was one thing that you got asked about that. He wanted to give two people that work for him raises. And the White House told him not to. And then he did it anyway. Right? And so he was getting questioned about that, right? Because the reason that he went to go and testify was really about his budget. Like, it was about his budget proposal. And it ended up partially being about all of his huge amount of spending because it's been so ridiculous. And so when they were asking him about... Giving people raises, right? The congressman, I don't remember who was, was asking him, like, so did you approve these raises after the White House told you not to? And he was like, well, no, like the paperwork was signed, you know, like like by my chief of staff, mm-hmm. whatever, right? And so they're like, so the chief of staff signed this paperwork, like, as a proxy for you, right? And he says, well, I didn't know, like, how much, like, the raise was going to be or anything. Mm. And so the congressman is like, 
So this person, you told them to sign this paperwork, like you knew it was going to happen. So you told them to sign the paperwork for these people to get raises. And he's like, well, but I didn't know like when they were going to get the raises or like how much or anything. And he was like, so what you're saying is that you did know about it and you did tell this person to sign the paperwork. And now you're trying to say that you didn't know about it. And that's what you've said before when you've been on TV and you've been like, well, I didn't, you know, like I didn't know that happened. Like they just got raises, whatever. So he definitely knew about it and now couldn't lie about it. So he tried to just say other shit, you know, um, and he got slammed on a lot of stuff. He got fucking grilled for yeah. half the day. So, he like, so what had happened was. Exactly. <laughs> what happened was. Exactly. And it was, yeah, it was not a good look. And there were a lot of people who just said that. Here, let me find my, my notes in here about Scott Pruitt because I did write some stuff down. Because he also have he was also spending money on like insane furniture and stuff, wasn't he? Um, no, that was Jordan thought that too. That was the furniture was Ben Carson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah furniture yeah, yeah. was okay. Ben Carson That's who right. spent like I think seventy four thousand dollars. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty certain that's what it is on a dining room set on like a table and yeah, chairs. It was like taxpayer money. So like, ridiculous, over money. the top. Yeah, yeah. So Scott Pruitt, yeah. Two congressmen said in their opening statements that he should resign and would be fired if he was a Democrat. Um, he also, so he was, they bought a $45,000 soundproof phone booth um, for his office so that he can have private conversations with the president. Um, and when he got asked about that, he was like, well, I wasn't a part of that decision. Like that was like my staff did that. Like I told them that I wanted an area to have a private conversation. And like, that was their, that was their solution to it was, was this fucking booth. Mm -hmm. And so the congressmen are like, so you're trying to say that your staff spent $45,000 of taxpayer money and you didn't know about it. Yeah. He was like, well, I just didn't know what the solution would be. Like I just told them to fix it. (laughs) <laughs> so don't you think you should know if your staffers are spending almost $50,000 of taxpayer money on a fucking phone booth for you to talk in to the president? It's almost like, like those user agreements. You just signed it without, yeah. I mean, but yeah, he's like, yeah, I just signed it, bro. Yeah. I don't know. They hand me stuff and I sign it. Like, well, yes. uh, what kind of excuse is that? That, that you know, if... If anything else, that's just as much excuse to fire you because you're not actually looking at the stuff that you're supposed to read. Yes, sir. You know? I don't see... He's got no good way out here. I mean, I... Who's... Because ha- Trump has to fire him, right? Scott Pruitt? Yeah. <clears throat> um, excuse me. Um, Head of the EPA. And like, I'm I feel like sure. that's Trump's job. I, would, I don't know. I would assume so, um, but I, I don't I don't know for sure. Because so that's just know. a... Like a Confirmation but I, hearing I type of up. appointment. I'm pretty if, sure. If nothing else, on Tuesday when I listen to this again, I will look that up at work and tweet about it. Cool. So, I'd um, be interested. I got to look into it too. Because I am. I'm sorry. Your, your phone I'm, keeps my mom, my mom is at home with with the dog, so mm-hmm. she's so she's telling asking me about the. I'm sorry. I'm putting the dog. Welcome to real life. (laughs) Don, I just remember you telling me, hey, man, this hearing's going on on C-SPAN right now. And and tuning into it, and people at work had to have have thought we were crazy. Just because as I'm listening to it, you know, they're asking questions. Oh, cracking up. Hey, Mr. (laughs) Pruitt, yes or no? Ask him the question. Well, and I could not help but laugh. (laughs) Just the, the amount of dodging questions and... (laughs) <laughs> just trying to get, 
it's a yes or no question. All that just it's a yes or no. Yeah. And to to see this man trying to wiggle and wiggle and wiggle any way and around answering any of those questions was hilarious because it was like <laughs> here comes another question mr pruitt yes or no and it was like well you know how this answer is gonna start out yeah. right that's that's not a yes or no question i mean there it, was, was it was hilarious me and you were we kept looking back and forth just cracking Zion. up at each other. Oh, yeah. it was hilarious sign him up for the dodgeball team <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you man like if you actually pay attention to politics it is so much better than any reality show oh it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like reality shows ripped off politics. And that's how they got everybody. If you really get into it, like half the stuff, like Ben Shapiro the other day, I was listening to his shows this week. Uh, he was like, he opened up the show be like, I don't know who wrote 2018, but it's fascinating. It's like so amazing. <laughs> like whoever came up with this, this is great. Whoever, whatever reality TV star, you know. Yeah. I think that speaks to, you know, the president's background. <laughs> but reality yeah. TV. He knows how to keep us all enthralled. I also have it here that he put um, a woman named Nancy Beck in charge of chemicals, right, at the EPA. Oh. And she used to be a lobbyist for the chemical industry, <laughs> right? So that means that she's going to D.C. and she's trying to kill bills that will cause regulations for chemical industries and lobby for bills that are going to loosen regulations and make it so they can do all, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. you know. Deals. Um, and That's garbage. So, yeah. Because so, that is not what, in today's society, there's been such a huge push towards, like, organic or, like, you know, like whole food. You know, I don't want to buy anything that has chemicals in it, yeah. you know. Like, I don't remember the last time I bought, like, a microwave dinner. Well, or anything so, like that. Like well, I, everything I cook is like whole foods. I had one in junior high, probably one of those microwave dinners. My buddy yeah. actually bought the ten for ten deal, all microwaveable dinners. <laughs> <laughs> one of your roommates. Proving yeah. me oh, wrong. That's so funny. So I but also yeah, screw the chemicals, uh, bro. I don't well, so that. for Nancy Beck, they before she got in that office, there was an effort to stop a, to ban a chemical and paint stripper. That's been linked to kill people, right? For 28 years, the chemical industry has known about this, right? And when she got into office, she killed that. She shut down the effort to ban that chemical, right? Ooh. So Pruitt has, I wrote here, Pruitt has had a serious deregulatory agenda, which is dangerous when it comes to chemicals and emissions. And that's a quote from somebody. I apologize. I didn't write down who it was because then that's irresponsible. But that last part is a quote from one of the senators that said that, that okay. like that he put, an ex-lobbyist for the chemical industry in charge of chemicals for the EPA. Well, and in that like, hearing... Wasn't, that's fucking dangerous. Well, in that know? hearing, too, that we were listening to, wasn't there some some guy who had used that paint-stripping chemical? Uh, his family... He had died yeah. from from the use of it. Yeah. And, and was his, fa his family was there. Was there, yeah. yeah. They were there in the audience. Yeah. And I, I remember one of those things where... They, they they had asked him like, would you apologize to him? Do you have anything to say? And it was another. This guy was playing straight dodgeball. Didn't say shit. Yeah, yeah. There, there was there was in his response to that there was nothing about a sorry. And there was you guys should both listen to the episode of Embedded. Right, Embedded is a podcast that goes like obvious as it sounds. Right, it goes really deep into into whatever. Right, and so this season they've been doing is like different things connected to Donald Trump. So this last one was about Scott Pruitt and when he was. The head when he was the attorney general in Oklahoma, and he st 
stopped this effort to get like regulations on chicken farms because it was putting extra phosphorus in the rivers downriver into Oklahoma and killing all these people and doing all this bullshit and poisoning people. And when he got into office, he like stopped that from going on. Hmm. So everybody listening, but you guys especially because you're right here, everybody listening should listen to that episode of Embedded because that is, I think, it is, I think, is a good compliment to things that I listen to and you listen to in the hearing. Um, who, who makes embedded NPR NPR, NPR. Embedded. and they okay. do regardless of what anybody says I mean you can enter it with you know the idea that there might be a little bit of left lean on it and obviously this this whole season is called Trump stories so the yeah. intent is to look into Donald Trump and what's going on so there's obviously a little bit of like anti-Trumpness going on you know but it's they're still informative reporters it's still yeah. NPR it's the national public radio that's like, the struggle bro they can't lie to yeah. you you know because like it's it's yeah. it is it's tax funded no it's but it's publicly funded like yeah. in every state so it's that's i'm telling you this, like, that's good yeah. information you get even mm-hmm. you know even if you take the spin with it that's like, like with me with vice vice is yes. that way too it's now. always still good information it's pretty hard left but it's still really good information you yeah. just have to kind of weed through the narrative don't jump to conclusions. Just here's some evidence for you to grab, and it's and it also shows you another point of view, which right. is why I, you know, even in my like, my work truck, it drives my uh, my little crewman crazy. But I, like we'll be driving along like in the morning, and I'll be like, "Yo, I just got to switch over to NPR real quick. Got to listen to like the, you know, their little update type news." Drives them nuts, but yeah, you got to do what you can, man. And NPR is just as good a source as anyone else. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that whole, the reason Scott Pruitt was in the news because, is because of his hearing, right? Like, that's what he was in, that's why he's been in the news? Because um, of the hearing and then well, all, and the because stuff all the stuff money that he's been about spending, it. yeah. Yeah. Just, he's totally unfit to be in that job. Yes. I, Especially I, yeah. after you listen to this episode of Embedded. For um, real. But, yeah, it was not. And there was, I will be honest, there was serious, if you go back and listen to the, to the hearing, I was a little bit disappointed because, um, excuse me, of the serious partisanship that, that existed in there. Like it definitely was split that the Democrats were, were going to talk about all the money that he spent. And the Republicans were going to talk about actually things that were in his budget, it, questions it, that they had about what was going on. It was one of those by by the questions and who was talking. You didn't have to announce yeah who who it was that was now on the board with their time to to make their questions. And you could yeah. literally tell you knew which side some, they were on. Somebody exactly. was like, "Hey, man, you're a hot dog. I'm throwing you on the grill." Yeah. Versus somebody <laughs> like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna stroke you, stroke your head a little bit, pat you on the head, a little yeah. little tap on the back." And be like, you know what? Yeah, you you have done some good things. Right. That 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 was one of the things that was very very clear within listening to that thing. Which uh, side they were on? Yeah. yeah. Uh, as yeah. far as the bipartisanship. Yes. That's but, another. Um, yeah. That's another reality TV aspect of it that we love. But they were all. I mean, you know, none the of partisanship them, is is disgusting. But again, like the comfort you can take in that is that they can't lie. You know, like when they're up there, like they're yeah. they're congressmen and they're sitting in, like even though, and they said to him at one point that even though I don't remember who was that asked, but they said that they had requested for him to be under oath during the hearing, mm-hmm. and they were denied that. But and they were denied that because the leader of the 
what's that called? The group of people. Yeah, which the, which uh, committee was it? Uh, the committee. I don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I just was thinking of the word committee. But yeah, the, um, so the leader it was. of the committee um, said no because it was still illegal for him to lie to Congress anyway, even if he wasn't under oath. You know, it's well, still then why it's still do we illegal. Have it? it probably just because it's just a more serious yeah. um, punishment. But yeah. um, and so they said, you know. He can't lie, and the congressman can't lie because they're there yeah. on TV in front of everybody, yeah. you know, and they'll get kicked the fuck out of office if they're sitting there lying. So, but supposedly, yeah. So it was there was there was really good information there, and I'm glad that I listened to it. I mean, I think that it's worth, you know, if you're sitting at home and you have a bunch of fucking time with nothing to do, it's worth, I think, at least listening to. Well, know? yeah, because it, but, it by the <clears throat> questions they ask, you find out some of like. The important stuff the EPA is in charge of. It gives you a look inside the bureaucracy to see how it's actually being run. Right. So regardless of the validity of the question, the fact that it's being asked gives you an aspect, you know, an inside look at the like, okay, so how does this actually work? You know, yeah. what, what are the kind of stuff they're looking at? You know, like that chemical thing. You know, you realize like, hey, there's these people yeah, out there that good. are trying to do you this. Know. But, and then you also learn like, Especially because it was because oh, it was a budget committee, um, because it was all about his budget. Yes. Yeah, and so you actually got to find out like what are the kind of things that the EPA is spending money on. Yeah. You know how are they spending this this tax dollar money? You know, you know the hundred and eighty some dollars or whatever I paid this year in taxes. You know how much of that? You know what's that getting spent on? Right. You know plus all the other taxes that got taken out. Every time Apparently, they get paid. So many taxes. First class flights. <laughs> yeah, right? Hell <laughs> yeah. First class of, flights and yeah. shit. And he said and when he was on the hearing that, like that, that had been changed, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of times when he got asked about stuff where he was like, oh, well, well that was that was a security decision, you know? Or mm-hmm. that, that was a decision by my staffers, you know? That was a decision by this other person. There was a lot of diversion of, you know, mm-hmm. and it diverting the out. responsibility away from him onto other people. Well, on and that's, that, I through, think, through not our good. moms for work, they, they literally, what, about a week ago, had just got back from uh, D.C. For, for a work trip. And <clears throat> I don't know whether your mom had texted you or not, but my mom texted me saying, saying hey, uh, you know, just informational-wise, Patty, just saw Patty Murray on this flight, and she's in the oh, back. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the back of the, the plane with them. Right. And so it was, it was kind of one of those to... She was to, riding coach? Know, yeah, she was riding coach. Look at and, that. And, and so to know that, and then to hear about this EPA guy, you're like, come on, man. I, security yeah. measure, yeah. if that's your loophole around it. Yeah. And fine. there's a... There's a guy in California, I think his name is Ted Lou, um, and he's pretty left leaning, but, but he, he also has like tweeted at Scott Pruitt, him of pictures in like coach, you know, and he's yeah. like, it's like, oh man, like I'm just kicking it here in coach with these, this fucking bag of peanuts, you know, like whatever. And wow. That's, you know, fucked. I like, never, I just kind of assumed that that's everybody did that, but I'm, it, that makes me so happy that they're not doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. And see, that's another thing. This whole, conversation around scott pruitt is bringing out this idea of like hey no like our representatives our senator obviously patty murray if she's riding coach senators are riding coach well and this is not the first thing like you said it like highlights that but that and also that this is not the first time that somebody in the trump administration has wasted a bunch of fucking taxpayer money you know it's like almost like they're all ben like higher-up businessmen and they yeah. run their life like that apparently government doesn't run like that right does that's an interesting aspect to point out because it, it almost turn into like a more of a like a materialistic aspect where these people feel like 
oh, it's it's okay. Yeah. Right. Well, they, that might have been, that might have been the life deal. they lived before. Right. Where they don't they yeah. don't think they're doing something wrong. They can, they yeah. just, that's they're not they can just the write it into sure. their budget. Yeah. You know, yeah. it does into them. They can just write into the budget. And it's not mm-hmm. and not to everybody, you know, because like we said, there are people like Patty Murray and like Ted Lewin, probably most of the senders. You I know, would imagine they, they don't yeah. do that. But um, it's, yeah, it's a I shame mean, to see when so, it does happen. Yeah. So that right there. grow up. Yeah. I mean, you, yes. you, it points out and right that, there like, where you come from. You within know? the bad news of this controversy and all that, it points out the fact that, hey, no, this is actually a problem. We don't actually allow this to happen. So, like, it's proven to us, like, hey, when we think that, like, our senators are rolling around and, you know, they're private jets and all this stuff. I mean, some of them obviously do, but apparently it's not like a normal thing. You know, if my senator, who I think she's... Patty Murray, man, I would love to talk about her sometime because I think she is going to be huge in the Senate later on. Um, but if somebody like her is rolling around a coach, I mean, that's a good sign to me. That gives me a good vibe that like, okay, well, at least that's not happening. That maybe a, a stereotype that I, I had in my own head was is unjustified. And so even through the controversy, you can pick out a little bit of good because you realize that this is a controversy controversy for a reason so it means the the rules are in place to protect against this stuff which is good for the most part yeah you know either that or it highlights where we should have rules and help keep government down which we need to do because government's out of control obviously you know and not not in all areas but there's obviously some place where there's um some overreach and some overspending and just i mean yeah. They said that uh, when they were talking about the sound booth, that it was illegal because it was so much money. They he had to ask for congressional approval before he purchased it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't do that. You know, yeah. it was a staff decision. Like staff, I didn't have any yeah. part of that. He's just trying to cover his ass. But, I, yeah, I think that's bullshit. Yeah, he is. What'd you say, Casey? The hot dog? Throw him on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest. That was the greatest. Hot dog, man! Hilarious. <laughs> that's funny because a lot of people that I talk to about, like that, listen to the podcast and are in my circles, you know, yeah. um, they're always saying that like we make them laugh sometimes. And I feel like case, you know, case bulls oh, is shit. a huge part of that. <laughs> you can, you do, you're hilarious. <laughs> so if you didn't know that, hard. you're funny. Don't give him too much credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over here, he'll tell you, man, I'm nothing but shotgun fire. I'm nothing but shotgun fire. I'll, I'll have something come, come off the top of my head and I'll throw it out and it might be funny. Eh, sometimes hit, sometimes miss, but what you don't, you never know unless you shoot your shot. <laughs> you just need the more ammunition to win the war. <laughs> I'm unlimited. <laughs> oh god, oh, I love fuck. doing this. <sighs> so Live for this much, day. That's pretty much Scott Pruitt. Do you have like one more thing that you want to hit quick? Like we got, you know, probably. You want to hit? Uh, do you want to hit the sense at all, or just the what? Descents, or just remind everybody to go uh, check out the Descents on yeah, we can talk about the Thursdays correct, boys. We can what huh? Thursdays correct Thursdays, Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can talk yeah. about the Descents real quick because I think that's important. We should talk about that every show. So the Descent, um, Drew, if you don't know, is something that we do that so in the Supreme Court, right, is a good example. When a decision happens and somebody doesn't agree with it, they voted against it, they'll write what's called a dissenting opinion, and it's this big paper about why they voted against yeah. it. You know, Or or a concurring or, opinion. Or a concurring opinion, right, why yeah. they agreed it, why they agreed with it. And so we do something similar where after the show comes out on Monday, 
we'll listen to it again and we'll find something in there that we want to talk about more or that maybe we feel differently about like now that we're listening to it again or something that we didn't cover you know and so we'll write like a little like two-page article about it we put that out on thursdays and so colin kind of like cool op-ed pieces yeah so what did you write about this week yeah this week i went i I mimicked uh what you did last week and i just kind of because i was just struggling all week i didn't know what to it's tough sometimes really talk about and uh you know, because to sit there and have something that you're passionate enough to to write an article about is is tough. <clears throat> you know, because sometimes in today's world, you know, it's hard to you know get a really solid opinion on something because the you never know what to believe half the time, and there's so many different angles to every issue. Uh, but so this week, I decided to reflect on. Uh, just like Don last week, I decided to reflect on like what the podcast means to me. Drew's got the headphones on now. Hell Can you hear yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a trip. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyways, yeah, I just reflected on what the podcast means to me. What kind of, I kind of tried to give the, uh, who, what, where, and why. And, uh, I don't, not to go into too much depth, but since Don ran to the head real quick to relieve himself of the beer, I will, uh, elaborate a little bit more than usual. Um, so the who, uh, just to start off, I started to reflect on, uh, you know, me and Don, like how me and Don met through the old job and how we just kind of, eventually we got at the same table, you know, or the, you know, opposite sides of the table, you know how it is. And, uh, that's a hard one to explain, but yeah, I have to look at his mug all day. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to my shotgun shots. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just, uh, I wanted to, uh, I think it's important to every now and again sit back and reflect on the stuff that you're passionate about and, and why you are, you know, like for you, case bowls, like with the coaching, it's not, you don't get paid to coach, I would imagine. No, no. I, I mean, and it, during the summer, yeah, select the ball, mm-hmm. there's, there's a little bit higher expectations. Um, my role is to develop guys and essentially help place them in in college programs wherever the best fit is and you do that for free the select ball yeah i get a stipend yeah now the it's more free volunteering at the local high school um that's just something for me where it's you know it's it's only three months of the high school season it's only you know two days a week if we're practicing or Mm -hmm. not two hours a day is what i mean Five days a week, um, you know. Obviously, you mix in mix in the games and everything, but it's a form of volunteer work. Yeah, for it's me, community it, involvement. In in there, it was honestly it was about two off seasons ago after I'd finished my first year. Um, There's a couple other local high school head jobs that had opened up, in which I'd been getting calls. Hey, do you want to take this over? Would you like to be the head guy? And and for me. I'm not worried about the stuff. And honestly, I don't really like to do the admins type stuff. I like Mm -hmm. to come in and, and and the reason I really do like the high school level is because to me, that is a very impressionable age. Um, Oh yeah. You're molding. You got these young kids that have their, their, their ideas and uh, not going to lie. You know, it's crazy to even see some kids from a sophomore as he grow or freshman now, because our high school is, is Mm -hmm. nine through 12. Um, but to, to see these guys move up and even you, you see as they grow, as they mature, um, sometimes they'll hit that senior year and it's kind of that entire, it's kind of that entitled year a little bit. And it's like, Hey man, 
I, I get that you've grinded through these last two, three years. Yeah, you've been on varsity for the past two, three years, sometimes even four. But at the same time, like, I'm not that type of guy where I'm going to let the little things slide. And and I think kids sometimes kind of lose that where it's like, look, well, well I'm the older guy. Like, I, I don't yeah. have to – I'm not the one that has to carry the bucket of balls. I don't have to carry the, the, the water bottles. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, buddy, because that's not how it works. And, and to me, the biggest thing is is trying to remind these guys that lead by example. You know, because if you're going to set the presence, what happens when I have that that freshman who sees you at that age cutting corners? No, and, and there's mm-hmm. plenty, right. and they bro. will preach overreaching implications. Exactly, yeah. and there's plenty of time. Like I, I had a freshman this year who who he's our lieutenant and so with me trying to kind of get into the, the firefighting career me and him talk a lot he's brought me on some ride-alongs and stuff that's awesome and visiting the department and all that and stuff awesome for you i appreciate it but one of the things i told him and the kid's a talented freshman but there there are times where there's kind of this you can see that maybe he was coddled a little bit and i've told dad straight up look you're gonna hear me yell at him and it's going to be over the littlest things, but I'm not going to let up. There's I'm there's a way of doing things, and, and I'm not going to let it. I'm not letting it slide. Yep. Yeah. And where where Dad also knows that he understands that we've had that that blunt conversation. So he he told me, I, I hear you yell. Doesn't bother me. Um, Good. In, yeah. in this freshman, yeah, there's times where you know he'll see I'll see body language. I'll say something. He might shake his head. Look, and I've pulled him aside. Look. I've told him the same thing where, yeah, I might ride on you, but in, in honestly, the going back to the playing days, and I'm sure, Drew, you can attest to this, as Drew, far as from, from coaches, right? What What is one of the things that coaches tell you? It, don't, don't get worried about me yelling at you. It's the day I stop yelling at you is when you need to be like, yeah, wait, what? Yeah. Because honest to God, I, there's, there's time I get to some of these seniors where I've been yelling and on them for the past three years and you know what at some point where it's like you really you're really not going to listen to me i'm not i'm not going to give you any information that's bad what does that benefit me yeah nothing. you're not getting paid right. nothing i'm not yeah i i don't yeah you, know? you can get mad at me for yelling at you i might drop some bad language i know it's the high school setting and i'm i'm very careful but they don't give a fuck no yeah, there's times kids don't give a fuck but yeah. then there's times where my mentality is like what what are you gonna do? Get mad at me for dropping an f bomb or two? Right. You're gonna take my. You're gonna fire me. Take my paycheck away. Oh wait, I don't have one. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's kind of that. I volunteer here. Yeah, bitch. you gotta understand that I'm doing this because I care. I show up every day because I care. Because I want to be. Yeah, here. And, and I like. I do like that age because it's it's trying to redirect them. And yeah. you know what? They're gonna graduate. I got I got four or five seniors that are gonna graduate here. And, in June, mid June, first week of June, whatever the graduation date is, but like I gotta get them ready for the real world. Like yeah. baseball is is one aspect of it, but really the it's it's just the discipline in, in doing things right. And and I think it comes back to that whole deal we were talking about of just being a good person. Yeah. Like you're you know what this baseball thing's gonna end at some point. My career ended well before yours drew yours mm-hmm. yours you were able to to last a whole lot longer in, in in the professional ranks whereas i was only a i was a mediocre college player i, I always joke about i'm probably probably one of the 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 toolest college players of all of all time <laughs> <laughs> but uh 
Can't run, can't hit. I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't run, I couldn't hit. I well, keep play. Yeah, but, but I played. And, and there's, but there, it comes down to kind of a work ethic. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect so many of those players that will show up every day, do the little things right, take care of business versus the ones that want to cut corners. It's like, you know what? If you cut corners, what's that going to lead to when you go to your job? Yeah. What's that going to lead to what, whatever direction you decide to go after high school? And, I don't. I I really do like the high school level. They my hairline hasn't been good since I was twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> but I joke about how just in these you know I've been coaching at the local high school for three years, but I've been coaching baseball yeah. from from any range. I, I'm from from literally ten U to the college level. Now going on to my tenth year. Like I've I've been doing it for ten years, and so it's. Something obviously keeps bringing me back to it, and I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's the fact that this coaches a good coach is a good paternal leader. You know, depending whether you're a man or a woman, you are like for you particular. You are a father figure. You're a male authority figure, and it is your responsibility to do right Mm -hmm. by you know the young minds that you're grooming. And I'm only 27. You know, so I got these high school kids that, that, but at that age, that's important. Yeah, because yeah, you know, so it's, it's struggle age gap Yeah, is and, and even then, it's like you know, you you could probably consider me more of an older brother, uncle, maybe. You know, because right. literally, my and this is part of the reason why my two siblings who who are one's about to graduate here in June, and one is also a junior, so she's she's got another year. But it's another reason why they can't get away with anything was because yeah. I got intel everywhere (laughs) everywhere i know what's good yeah and and i was literally having a conversation with one of my players at practice one day on like yeah i'm not dumb like i I know there's some extracurricular activities you may partake in at a high school or you know outside of practice whatever you're doing on the weekend but at the same time like it's funny to to go back to when we were in high school and you might give that teacher, you might give that coach, whoever, your parent even, some some lame excuse. Oh, yeah, well, I wasn't I feeling good. Oh, so this, that. I before football practice. Yeah. But for me, <laughs> oh it's like, God. look, I, and it's you'll hear an excuse and I just kind of roll my eyes because now I, I can relate to the fact where it's like, I remember. Buddy, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. given that excuse. I don't buy it. And so it's – in. And I'm I'm pretty blunt with them on that because I, to me, there's that trust factor. Like, if you can't trust me that I'm in this for your benefit, how, how do you take any any sort of information that I give? Right, yeah. I dude. Mean, I am so fucking me, proud of you. Well, I'm so proud to know you. I'm so you, glad that you have. You know, <laughs> keep stroking my back. I appreciate that's it. That's so awesome. <laughs> but so, yeah, that, that's kind of the bottom important. line. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just really important. They're, they're so. It's like they, I mean, they're, they're so torn in which ways they want to go. You can literally see it, you know, and it's crazy to me. High school came easy to me. High school came very easy to me where I could literally sit in class and I felt like if, as long as I did the homework, I was coming out with a B, A, no problem. Whereas like, t- you know, my biggest frustration sometimes is, and Don, I know you said something about maybe not remembering turned in that project and I almost hit eject at that point, but like to, to have players who literally might be in grade trouble that yeah. that might be on academic suspension yeah. probation and it's like hey why oh uh, well blah, blah, blah. they'll give you that excuse whatever it might be 
And then you go to the teacher. I have no problem going to a teacher directly and being like, look, this is one of my kids. He not only plays for me during the high school, but also plays on, on the summer select team. Yeah. What's going on? Well, he didn't turn this in. He didn't turn that in. And so now it's like, look, now it's lack of effort because yeah. you can excel <laughs> as, as much as you want on the baseball field. Yeah. You're not going to get any opportunities to, to play if the grades aren't there. And, yeah. and, and what I try to tell them is, is I go back to, to my, my college coaching days of the big – and they, they probably don't believe me. They think it's just the same thing they hear from every other coach. But I tell them from the recruiting standpoint, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm calling a coach, if I'm calling somebody about you, I know you can play. Right. I don't care about your physical abilities. When I'm making that call, I'm literally making that call, how is he as a student? How is he as a person? How is he as a kid? How is he as a teammate? Because if you're a turd, on to the next. There's there's other right. kids. So I don't. So Go I ahead. Don't, no, I don't want to interrupt. That's you. that's basically it. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm just so it's, glad that because like, that just because it frustrates me yeah. for, to, yes. to see so lack of the, effort for the sake of time. We're, yes. Sorry. No, wrap, we, we off, wrap it up and we can get going. Yep. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and play a game now. Yes. <laughs> just real quick, Don, you before need we to do that. Because we yeah, were just. I got you. We were talking about the descent. So just real quick, yes. what was your descent about? I quick? talked about Colin Kaepernick, and um, he was supposed to come in and have a workout with the Seahawks, and why he didn't come in, and whether or not, and why that's a good option, and why it might not be a good option. And. Yeah, and that's what I wrote about this week. That's good. So, so um, because so it's a, a descent, it's yeah, perfect. I felt like we, we got can, off topic. There yeah, a little. go Sorry. read it. And we'll find <laughs> out what you think about it. So um, let's. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about. So the this, game that we're going to play. Okay, I talked to you guys about this before we started recording. Have you ever seen the movie Clerks? I'm not. Um, or Kevin do you know Smith. who? Do you know who Jay and Silent Bob are? You're Ryan. talking to a blank sheet, right? <laughs> so, uh, so the movie, Colin, you've seen this movie, Clerks. Absolutely. Have you seen the movie, Clerks? Yes. Um, so the director of that movie, Kevin Smith, right? No, that's all right. Um, <laughs> he has some friends uh, that do a podcast. They're mm-hmm. Walt Flanagan, uh, Brian Johnson, and Brian Quinn, right? Brian Quinn is actually Triple on Impractical Jokers as well. Um, and oh. so they do a podcast called Tell Him Steve Dave. And on this podcast, they play a game called One True Three, right? And I, I love this podcast. I've been listening to it for probably like two years, and they've got close to 400 episodes. And I'm on my second, uh, yeah, I'll take the last little bit of that. Um, and I'm on my second run through of it. And mm-hmm. so because of who they are, I didn't want to just take the game, right? And so they work in, a comic book. There's also a show called Comic Book Men, right? Um, yeah. That's on after The Walking Dead, and it is shot in this comic book store, Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash. And Walt Flanagan, the guy who's on the podcast, like he manages the comic book store, and he's on the show and all this stuff. And so I called there the other day um, to ask if I could play the game. Yeah. And when I called, Walt was out to lunch, but there was another guy who works there, Mike Zapsick. Um, and I talked to him, and he told me that his, he didn't think there would be any problem as long as we gave him a shout-out, and I absolutely would have anyway. For and sure. They also have a thing that's called the Prussian Kissing Devil School that's like there's a huge story behind that. Um, <laughs> but it's in the store, and you give it $5, and you say wish, and like you know, make the wish. And so I, they have mini ones that they sell, 
and I bought one of those support the show because nice. I love that shit. I bought some pods before too. They have some like exclusive podcasts that you can buy and stuff. So I love that show. It's fucking hilarious. You guys listen to it a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you liked it or not. I, I yeah, because I, I knew it's that. something that I you had been podcast. into for a while, and then you were like, "Hey, well, to you know, to know what we're doing this weekend, yeah. check this show out." And I listened to it. I was like, "It's a great show, man. It is a great show." I added it yeah. instantly after I listened to it. I think yeah, it in. So, like I said, this is I am working through it for the second time. So I've already listened to every episode they've made, almost four hundred of them, and I'm working back through. That's awesome. Um, so shout out to tell them Steve yeah, Dave. Shout out to tell them Steve Dave to Walt Flanagan, Brian Quinn, the Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash, Brian Johnson, everybody, um, and Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin Smith, absolutely smart. The father cast. of it all. Yeah, uh, everybody who works at the stash. Sunday Jeff, because I fucking love Sunday Jeff. There's a guy who only works at the stash on Sundays, mm-hmm. and his name is Sunday Jeff. Yeah, he's been um, doing it for over a, ten years. A long time. He's worked. Yeah, uh, yeah he's worked. The episode on I listened to, they they had brought him in there. to play this game. Get him works. I'm there. so excited. Fuck you, get him. But uh, <laughs> he works there. Um, but, <laughs> so that's so so this game one true three. It's like two truths and a lie, but it's backwards. Right. Mm-hmm. So Colin and I are both going to go. We're going to be what's called the tellers, right? And so I'm going to tell three stories, okay? And two of them are going to be lies, and one of them is going to be the truth. And <clears throat> there are, you know, it's so you guys are going to ask questions and so try catch and your bullshit, right? Yeah, you got to okay. try and figure out which one is not the truth, right? Okay. And which one is the truth, right? Yeah. And so you guys are you are called the do, the deducers, the deducers, the deducers. That's you have what to that's deduce, deduce. Yeah. And like, so, uh, so like I'm Sherlock torn Holmes. a little bit because, <laughs> um, the way they do it now that it's like been fine tuned is that like each person gets three questions, right? And so you get three questions for like each story that I've told. So like everybody gets to ask. So that's nine questions total about each story, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> case have you been versed on? How to did play you listen to game? one of the one true three? You know, yes, I did. You, yeah. sent, you sent me that podcast. I listened to okay. it immediately. Yeah. So so I'm gonna go first um, to give it a little bit of a lineup. I'm, I'm so, so excited for this. I've been and, waiting for this. Yeah. Again, shout out to him, Steve Dave. I fucking love that show. My art's pounding. I'm so excited to play this game. Um, <laughs> so. Can't be the first one though. What? The first the first story. <clears throat> you never know. You, you know? never know. I'm already I'm so, already trying to figure um, this out. <clears throat> so here's my stories, right? The first story is that one time I let my sister and her friends pepper spray me, right? Really? And at the end of the day, I ended up having to go to the hospital. Like it was so bad I had to like go <laughs> and like get checked out at the hospital, right? So the second story is that one time I was high as fuck on mushrooms, took a bunch of mushrooms, and I went up on my roof for some reason, and I got stuck up there, and I couldn't climb back in through the window that I had crawled out of, like I had shut or whatever, and so I had to... There was an area where I could jump off of that, like I wouldn't get hurt, you know, but I was too scared because I was frying so fucking hard, and so I was up there for like hours until somebody came home, like my sister came home, and talked me down off of the roof like like, you have to jump down like there's no like you have to you know um, i could i could see that one i could see that one being true yeah okay um and uh so the third story (laughs) (laughs) so the third story is that one time when i was in high school right i was going to the bathroom and i heard some screaming in the girls bathroom and i came up i went in there to see like what was going on and i was like is everybody okay and i went in there and I came up on some girls who were 
huffing dust off right in the bathroom and had like broken one of the sinks in there and were like too fucked up to like do anything about it. What? Oh, no, I don't like this. Uh, so those like are my three stories. Okay. So who wants know. to ask questions I'll first? Ask, ask first story. The first story was about the pepper spray. Yeah. Were you drunk? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Okay. Not yet. That changes it. That does. So what did you do after this pressure? What what made you like go, oh, crap, I have to go to the hospital? Um, I, I couldn't see anything. Could like see I anything. Just, it had been... Because I got like, pepper sprayed um, before, so I got, I got background on this. Like two hours, and I just I couldn't see anything, and my eyes were really, really, really swollen. And everybody there was fucked up, so they didn't know what to do, you know, and so... So I ended up having to go to the hospital. Crap. I could see that being true, too. The second question, mm-hmm. this is for both of you. Why did you guys allow that to happen in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he wasn't Here's there. He, I yeah, I was, I was somewhere else. Was, I, I got uh, pepper sprayed in a totally different yeah. scenario. Oh. This was, yeah, totally different But I know what it deal. feels like. Uh, so I let that happen because I was at a point like where me and my sister weren't getting along. And so but her and her friends were having a party at our house. My mom was gone. And so she was like, if you let us pepper spray you, then like everything is cool and you can like get fucked up okay. with us and like everything is good. Hmm. I don't even think I'd need a third question. No? No. Are, are you pretty sold on the uh, the pepper spray? I'm sold on it. It's, it's, think it's true. true? Case bulls? It's, Do you have it's any questions on, true. Yeah. on the pepper spray? Tell me it's true. I need some help here. I'm torn. I can see. I can definitely see you getting pepper sprayed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it kills me because I know... I feel like I've told you I was pepper sprayed before, but I just, I've never asked you. Yeah. So it bugs me. I don't know if this is true. I know that because we were talking about earlier where I'm glad that you and you and Offie were the ones that were like, ah, we'll come up with a story. Yeah. Cause I was like, man, I've told some wild stories at work and they've all been true where I'm like, I don't know what ones I could even come up with. They, I feel like they've they've had my life story. So, do you have any more? Do you guys have any more questions for the first story, or do you want to move on to the second one? The second one, I'm I'm, sold. I'm pretty sold on the second one being bullshit. So the second one being was stuck about on the roof, being on the roof. Yeah, okay. I'm like I don't know. First, I just first question yeah. for the roof. Yeah, you yes. afraid of heights? No, not no. when I'm sober. Not really. I mean, like mm. really, mm. really high, mm. but not when I'm sober. Mm. But I was frying on mushrooms. Yeah, you know, and that's so. a different ball game. Yeah, that. <laughs> Not that I know, of course. I don't. Okay, so then the third Not that one. I can relate. And the but. third story was about the girls in the bathroom. I yeah. came up on the girls in the bathroom in high school, and they're huffing dust off, and they had broken a sink. Yeah, that definitely okay. didn't happen. First question. Yes. Are you a pedophile? <laughs> I would no. I was registered. At a- I was no. I was like sixteen. Like I was okay, actually okay. like attending oh, high school. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I just don't like that. That was going to be my second question. How old are you? <laughs> yeah. No. I was like sixteen or seventeen. That's okay. funny. Uh, I'm. My money is on your first story being true. You yeah, think that I got that the too. pepper spray going to the hospital? Yeah, is true. definitely true. 100%. I just feel like. I don't know. You got a lot of detailed information on that one. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Well, you guys You're didn't ask very many questions about the other two stories. Well, I mean, do you want more questions? I, I'll that's ask up you to more you. That you guys are the ones that are trying to deduce did, it. So that's up to this you. Is story number two. Yeah. You story number two. How did you get on the roof? I so in the my house was split level, right? So okay. I don't know. So like tri level home. So when I Been on the back porch, right? You could jump 
from the back porch onto a roof that was outside of my mom's window. Mm. Right From this roof, you could climb onto the other, like the main roof, and then go around to the front. And so I got onto the front of the house, right? And that's where you can, like, jump off into the front yard. Uh, but I didn't unlock a window or anything because I was fucking frying. I just got up on the roof, you know? <laughs> well, being so. a being a veteran of of roof stories, because uh, <laughs> I've, I've had a time in which I... Uh, Walked off one at some point. What? Yeah, that, oh, we were, we that's were having a story. party. Oh, show it. Take and it over. Sudden, yeah, case balls you know, disappears. It's pretty no. pretty normal for case balls. Right? Okay. <laughs> I had a quick hibernation he'll be back. period. We we hit we hit his keys. He'll be back. All <laughs> yeah, of a sudden, we hear a thump. We're like boom. Yeah, we, we got music playing pretty loud too. Like this is, like, <laughs> no. this is something. <laughs> He's wearing an old school. Atlanta Hawks we, Marvin William jersey. Shout this out. Was, this was from Bremerton. We're we're all in like that college age range. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're we're all in the the young twenties. So, how old were you when this happened? When you were on the roof? On the roof, um, probably a little bit younger than in high than the uh, the bathroom story. Probably like sixteen. Okay. So, um, okay. Maybe early high school. In high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because when I was. That tells a lot. Because when I was junior, one of my homeboys, Tony, and his pregnant girlfriend, my also one of my friends, Haley, they lived in like the downstairs apartment of my house, uh-huh. and he got really into like shroom picking, and so I would <laughs> test like a lot of his mushrooms. Like I would just, wow. which is super dumb, and you should never do that because that's really fucking dangerous. But kids, stay in he he just was like, "Yo, I'm gonna dry out these mushrooms. Will you eat them?" And I was like, "Uh, yes." I will. Like, they're going to get me high. And he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I was like, then I'll fucking sure. do it. Like, but you could die. You're so you're don't do dead. that. I'm, because these guys are going with story one. No. But me be, no? Not I've changed in my mind. Right. Because, yeah, me really? being a veteran of this of this roof issue uh, of wake. I mean, well, I did wake up because I took a nice little nap on your, on your roof. Uh, woke up and because I, in a little bit of a haze, like, oh, well, time to go back in the house. Well, I was on top of it, took a step off right. the roof, and then I ran out of room. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm sticking with story two to be honest with you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna the roof story. Yeah, I'm going with roof being the, yeah. the true one. Okay, and I'm going roof too, just because for, for whatever reason I don't. I, story three, it just I didn't buy it right off the bat. But story one, I just I don't know. Maybe it's I don't know you very well. Maybe I just don't see you as the dude to do that. I'd be like, yo, hey, even if you're drunk, somebody's like, hey, let me pepper spray you. Even if it was like for a bunch of money, you'd be like, dude, fuck that. I'm I've not had doing some that. dumb ideas, and that's not one. Of <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. one where I'm like, yeah, go yep. ahead. Yeah, I've had enough beers. Do it to me. All right. So I think we've, we've Carolina, finalized this. Did she tell you the answer already? No. Oh, no? Do you, so you want to wanna guess? Uh, right off the bat. <laughs> Get the get the live audience. I, I think the second one is. You think the roof story? Yeah. yeah. You guys okay. are both going with the I'm, roof story. I'm sticking with and it. Roof and two. Stick I to think, your guns. Come on, Top Gun. <laughs> I think, think I got to go with three. Three Ooh. with the. Ooh. You think so? You're gonna go Some with wild the, high school kids. The bathroom story. Yeah, that's gonna right. be a no for me, dog. Words. Okay, so okay. the bathroom story. So are you guys prepared for the real answer? Yes. Yes. And then I'll tell you this. Okay. So, Drew. The bathroom story is fucking correct. No, no yes. way. So, oh, no. so, <laughs> yes. So, 
So when I my was in is, high school, my mind is blown. Right, yeah. I yeah. went to the bathroom oh. one time and I came out of the Wait, bathroom and. Can I stop Donovan doesn't like to use the bathroom while other people are in there. I don't. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. To be alone in the bathroom. So this was not like nobody else was in. Okay. God. And this is I, I. I can look underneath like the stall when we're at work. You I'm can like, see who's I know whose shoes. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love. So, I'm just glad it's his and not that's you know. <laughs> You're a good bathroom. No. Mate. Yeah. So. So so I did. I went to the bathroom in the back of the school, um, and I. I, you know, did whatever. I don't know, pissed or shit or whatever. And then I came out and I, I heard some girls screaming in the bathroom like something was wrong, right? And so I like yelled in there first because I didn't want to just go in there. And I was like, like, is everything okay? And they're like, no, 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 no. And so I came in there, right? And there was two girls that I knew, right? I don't want to disclose their names. I'll tell you afterwards. Um, <laughs> you, you probably don't know, but, and they were, they were huffing dust off. That they had stole from the photography teacher at Olympic High School. Or, sorry. The oh, boom. So, they stole from the photography teacher, right? Yeah, and You know, they're going to tell. So, so they're, so they're fucking, schools. they're huffing it, right? And one of the girls was, she was a bigger girl. And she had, like, leaned on the sink. And it was, like, those, like those, almost oh, all the way off. Those the porcelain wall, right? ones? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So Water so gushing? I, so I lifted it. What's that? Water gushing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All over the floor and shit. And so I went in there and I picked up the sink, right? And put it back on the wall. And I was like, all right, we'll go and like get, you know, one of the security officers, right? And the girl was like, okay, okay, okay. And I, so I thought that she left. And then I heard this, and she's like, still like just huffing more. Just like, killing like it? after I told her, like, go and get somebody to do this. And so she's huffing more. And she I am, I've done some real hood shit, so I'm not, I will, I keep to myself, you know, like all the time. Like I'm yeah. not into fucking with anybody's anything, but I also am not trying to get fucked up, you know? And so as soon as she did that, I set the sink down and I walked out and the cooler of the two security guards was walking down the hallway and I said, Hey, I'm not trying to be a snitch, but there is some shit going on in that bathroom and you should fucking check it out because I don't want anything to do with it anymore. And he was like, <laughs> All right, I'll go and check it out. And I, so I pieced the fuck out, and you know I didn't have anything to do with it after that. Um, so, that is such a good so the That's third incredible. story is true. The first story with the pepper spray, I have been pepper sprayed before. Okay, I was on bad terms with my sister. She did tell me if you let us fucking pepper spray you, you can get fucked up, and everything will be good. But I didn't have to go to the hospital after okay. that. I drove to Safeway, but I. Burned my face rubbing it with a towel. And so oh. I had these two marks on my face. Um, and a kid that I played football with was a brother of one of the kid, one of the guys that was at my house that night. And so I went to high school like two days later. Excuse me. And he was like, Hey, are you fucking Donovan Phillips? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> and he said, I fucking saw a video of you getting maced the other day on Facebook. And I was like, <laughs> what? And he's like, yeah, my brother is like so-and-so. And yeah, he was like there that night. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. So I, so that's true. How bad does that burn? Because, it was because the I worst have, the pain only, I've ever felt. The only life. experience I have of burn, like burning my face was yeah. we were making Spanish class in my senior year of mm. high school. We're... I got we got gloves on and everything. I'm chopping up jalapenos. Oh boy! Yeah, I know and where so, this is going. And, and this is one of those where we're we're making the salsa. I chop chop all the stuff off. It's some like it's it's kind of making my nose run a little bit. 
I'm very hygienic, like making sure that, you know, yeah. so like kind of with the forearm, like I ended up wiping, wiping my nose a little bit. I take the gloves off, you know, everything's all fine. 10 minutes later, I'm feeling, I got a, just a burning Ooh. mustache. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. teacher, give me the bathroom pass. I got to go to the bathroom. Well, now I'm an idiot. Cause then I go and I'm thinking, oh yeah, some soap and water will nope. fix this problem. I washed my whole face. This is fifth period, sixth period. I sat through the entire sixth period. I had to have looked like a tomato because my yeah. face was on fire. Yeah. I just speared oh, all of that, no, that was, all around. It was definitely Dude. the worst pain I've ever felt in my whole life was getting yeah. mace. Well, good. I'll like, stick with jalapenos. And I've broken like <laughs> I've broken a couple of bones before. You know, like I broke I broke my both of my, the bones of my arm before at the same time. Getting mace was way worse than that. You've absolutely, you've never broke your funny bone off. No, Ooh. I never did that, but this was the, I, I would, like, like one of the things that people ask all the time, would you rather get maced or would you rather get tased, right? I would choose getting tased, and I've never been tased before, but I, I would choose that any day, any day over getting maced in. It was well, the worst thing that's ever happened about, to me. Like, think about, like, I mean, even, I hate just being at work, you know, with, with what we do, and you pull that material off that aluminum table. Yep. And you can feel your arm hair standing <laughs> on. And there's the been shock time, factor. Yeah, yeah. shock factor. I through, through, feel it. Uh, yeah. When you got your headphones in, we might have your earbuds in. And you uh-huh. pull that material and off the table. you can hear it in And it'll go pop, 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 pop in your ear. And yeah. it's just the yeah. worst. <laughs> so, and then the second story, um, I wasn't high on mushrooms, but I got really stoned one time. And I got up on my roof and I... Was sitting up there probably just to kick it. I don't really remember why. And then I went to jump down and I was like, Oh my God. And it wasn't that high. Like it's, I, like I've hit my head on it before. So it's six feet, you know, so it's not that far, but I just was so stunned that I got scared. And my sister came home like 20 minutes later and I told her what happened. And, uh, she was like, Well, if you don't jump down, like you can't get high with us anymore. Like that's what (laughs) they could say. So, so I just jumped down off the roof, probably, I don't know, just a couple of minutes later and went back inside. But so, so they're all a little bit true, you know. Man, I had no time to brace myself when I walked off the roof. Yeah. It was daytime. So I saw everything and I was like, I'll just kick it. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm cool. That's funny. You were on a different planet. (laughs) (laughs) That's college days, man. That's college days. So, Afi. That's so funny. You have your, you have your stories prepared. Dude, I'm so ready for this. I'm so Let's excited. Go. This I'm so happy. This was so great. <laughs> so, story number one. Uh, I don't know if uh, I've told you, Case Bulls, but I don't know if I told you. I don't even know if I told you, Donovan. After high school, I uh, I went on this European tour. Yes. And one of my stops was over in Russia, and uh, Saint Petersburg. Yes. And even in, I mean, this is like '05 ish right after high school god i'm old gosh anyways uh <laughs> i started the fifth grade in 05 <laughs> just so you know oh no it hurts my pride but anyways while i was over there um russia if you guys don't know is a insane place whole nother world world <laughs> and you know just because of you being you know so involved in politics don like you know that russia is an oligarchy Yes, you know, and that's very much so. And because of that, um, driven by who has the most money, yes, is and what that means. So, anyways, because of that, you know, I'm I'm shopping around. I'm being a kid. I'm after high school. I got a bunch of cash and stuff, and I'm like rolling around. I'm just shopping, trying to experience St. Petersburg for the, all of its glory. Yeah. And uh, while I'm there, I'm in one shop, 
and it was kind of a big department store type thing. But I'm in there, and every store that I walked in, um, there was two security cards, kind of like we have in the mall. Except these dudes were not like mall security. These dudes belong to somebody, whoever owns this store, <laughs> yeah. and they're the protection, you know. And so every time you walk into a store, you know, you got their various dudes who's ever working there, and they're just standing there, and they got their, their gun just kind of in view. But anyways, I was rolling around, and I was, like, checking some stuff out, and I was trying on, like, a jacket, like a little sweater type thing. And uh, all of a sudden, this dude comes up, the guy from the front, and he saw me, and he's just, like, super suspicious of me. I think, you know, he accused me of shoplifting, and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm just this American or whatever. And he ended up pulling a gun on me and forced me to put the coat back and made me leave the store. So that's Russia. I wouldn't put it past you. Word, if y'all, yeah, it's kind of tough because Russia mm-hmm. is insane. I loved my time in Russia. It is an insane place to hang out. And but I remember you telling me that you went there for real. But I never heard that story before. Well, yeah, I don't. I mean, I usually bring up like the pancakes with sauerkraut and caviar, which is the breakfast. But that's a weird the, one. I remember the dudes with guns is what I remember. Word. So, All right. So <clears> story, story number, number two. two. When I was 13 years old, I took a trip uh, over to Wisconsin because uh, I had joined this. Uh, well, I long, long story, but I don't want to get into that. But I was I was going over there for a summer camp. It was a uh, an EAA, you know, it's like a, a kid summer camp, but it's all based off of aviation and flying and did a bunch of cool stuff there. And one of the big highlights for going was you actually got to take test flight you actually got to go up with an instructor and take the flight and so we were there for a while the flight came towards the end of it but we were there for a while and all the instructors you know the the camp counselors really what they were you know they're all like you know high school kids working and stuff like that yeah and my counselor was gorgeous total bomb i was totally in love with her right (laughs) but she ended up also being the flight instructor um and so we're all out there and uh, the day of my test flight comes, and I am just jazzed, you know. And then I find out my uh, instructor, who it was, and I was like, oh, boy, this is awesome. So I wanted, I thought I was all hot shit because I had, I had been in an airplane like twice before, like a small craft and stuff like that. And I got to like grab the stick and do a little flying. So I thought I was hot shit. And mm-hmm. I'm only 13, by the way. But anyways, we get up there, and we start flying around. And she's like, all right, well, the stick's yours. And so I'm like feeling this plane out and, you know, because I've kind of flown a little bit already, I thought I knew what I was doing. And so I like, I kind of, we're gaining altitude and stuff like that. And we get up to around 300 feet or so. And I'm like, all right, this is plenty high. I could totally do this. And I'm going to blow the socks off this chick. And I am the (laughs) boss. I'm in. And so I try to bust a barrel roll and I start banking to the left. And all of a sudden, she grabs the back stick and, like, throws it over and starts yelling at me. <laughs> it's like, no, you didn't. What are you doing? But anyways, and then, you know, I got yelled at by her. And then I was just like, yeah, screw that shit. The rest of the time. Lost your chance. Yeah, I lost my chance on that one. <laughs> so that's story two. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and then story three. Uh, when I lived in New York, I lived there for a number of years. And we lived in... Uh, staten island and stuff like that but um there was a period of about a week where i i kind of fell into this gig where i was 
I ended up being in a movie. I was in a movie with, uh, it's called uh, Morning Glory, I think. I've never, I've never seen the movie, so I don't even mm-hmm. know. But uh, uh, I was in this movie uh, for about a week, you know, just as a background dude, you know. And, it, um, you know, it's a movie with Rachel McAdams, Harrison Ford, Diane Keaton, I think, was in it. Uh, came out in 2010. So you were like an extra? Yeah, basically. Essentially, I was an extra. Yeah. But I didn't get paid, which is jacked up. Knowing now what I... I guess I was just so excited. It was like a volunteer thing. Yeah. You know, they got shit like that all over in New York City. But anyways, those are my stories. I was in a movie. I tried to bust a barrel roll when I was 13. Uh, and what was the other... Oh, the Russia. I got held up at... Uh, I got kicked out of a store at gunpoint, basically, in Russia. Which one of those is true? Uh, uh, I'm not buying number two. I got a question. Number one. I got a question about two. Go ahead. Two is the flying one. How old was the instructor? Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, we never really knew because. Ballpark estimate. I would probably say about 17 ish, maybe. And what type of plane? Senior in high school, maybe. Mm -hmm. What type of plane were you flying? It was a. What was it? It's a cubby, is what it's called. I'm trying to. It's a little. It's a. It's not a biplane, but it's one of those like with the top wing and it's like, it's an ultralight super, I mean, it's super, super light, really old school. I'll pull and, it up if you want. But, and but. what was this, what was this in preparation for? Oh, I was at Did a summer camp. already? You were yeah, at it was a summer camp. Yeah. And the, the, there. <laughs> the real, qu- I'll just do a summary of this, the backstory for why I was there. The year before that, I had started this group at my high school. Um, it was a, it was a club. I was working with a career counselor and stuff like that. And I was really into aviation and flying. And um, she recommended that we start a club at school. So I got a bunch of dudes that were, you know, there was like five of us at the beginning. But we competed in this local competition over at the, what do they call that? The the flight museum over by Boeing mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But we competed over there and it, we ended up getting into a regional competition and we won. And the, like, the national competition was over in uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And so my group, we won, and we got tickets out there. And then the grand prize was you got a, you know, you got a free ride at this aviation summer camp. And so the, the first year we started, we kicked ass. I was the pilot in the simulator, and I totally brought it home. And I totally won the competition for us. That's totally you know, misrepresentative, by the way, the whole team was great. But anyways, uh, we won the competition and we won the ult. they went on to win the ultimate competition to get the grand prize. But the problem was I was also in band at the time. Yeah. And, um, I had raised a bunch of money to go on our big band trip that year. And it was the same time as the, uh, summer vacation, you know, grand prize. So even though we won, I couldn't go. And so I was the only one that so couldn't because my parents made me go to the band so, practice thing, the band got, thing. I got a question number two. Work. So I was a part of a camp before where, you know, to go on the blob at this lake, you had to, um, mm. you had to be able to tread water for a minute and a half. Okay. I'm a terrible yeah. swimmer. I'm just, you know, like a rock. <laughs> I manage. I was like, dude, I did that for like an hour in Coast Guard boot camp. I get worried when we go to the water. I feel like this was bring water waves. This is when I was, t- yeah, 10, 12, yeah. 14, okay. whatever, right around that area. My question is, is there any regulations on 
a 13 and a 17 year old going up and playing? No, actually, I'm pretty sure that uh, you can get your pilot's license at 16. Because one of the guys in our group, I found out when I started asking around for this aviation thing, which is super awkward, by the way, mm-hmm. when you're in junior high. Fuck that. But uh, one of the kids that joined up actually had his private pilot license, and he was only 16. We only had him for that year, and then he graduated, so we lost him. He went up to high school. But, yeah, no, it, it's possible. I got to stem off that one, though. Word. Third question. Did your family know that you were doing this? Oh, I'm sure At the competition? Yeah, because that's how I ended up going. Because, because I missed out on that competition, my parents felt so bad. They bought me just the regular pass to the, the regular summer camp. And so I went the following year, and I was all by myself, and I had that whole awkward, like, oh, my God, I don't know any of these kids. You know, what the hell? And then ended up having a great summer. But Question where the first story. First story is the Russia one. Who were you with? At that point, I had gone to St. Petersburg with my grandparents, who are next door. But um, the thing was, uh, my technically my step grandmother, Mm because my grandfather remarried when my original grandmother died, but she was the one who made all this stuff possible. And um, she believes she's from Sweden, and she's very, very she's a big believer in youth independence. And she thinks that, like, after high school, just buy, you know, there's packages you can buy for, like, a, uh, a Europass train ticket and just go backpack around Europe. But I was being a big bitch, and I was like, well, I'll go if y'all go with me, right? But at the same time, so they were in the same city, but it was like I just got up and did what I want. Yeah. You know, as long as I came back, we, you know, we usually had re- dinner reservations and stuff like that, so we'd have breakfast, and then I'd just go out disappear into the world which is why i'm so passionate about travel so the the youth independence kind of you know makes me think more about question number two Mm -hmm. okay at first i thought question number two was my pick okay for the true one for for it being well we're picking which one you gotta pick which one is true okay yeah yeah. i'm just trying to weed two lives yeah one true three one true three that's what the game is so there's only one true one in there I'll tell you what it is, but that's cheating. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> that threw me for a loop. And the third one was... What was the third one? The third story was me being uh, in a movie. Oh, in the movie. In the movie. Yeah, and what when I lived in New York City. Morning Glory. Morning Glory. Morning yeah, Glory. came out in, in 2010. Yeah. I think that one's true. Do you? Yeah. But then also, like... I think... Uh, for some reason in my stomach, I feel like I've heard that story before, and I see that's uh, not fair. You can't play that. You can't do that with me. Come on, I know that's really don't the influence only influence the jury because I no, I think that I think number two is bullshit. Um, I don't see you doing ma- barrel roll. Sorry, no, uh, no, not that. Dude, I, I like to climb I just think that's so young. Not that ten year old. And I just think that's so young. Maybe at the time the regulations may have been looser, but. Um, Youth independence through me for a loop, though. Um, That's a big one, yeah. She's very passionate about that. And that and, was I mean, you gotta shock therapy. And the Russia to go one, ahead and try to try to barrel roll. Because there ain't no way I'm doing that. <laughs> the Russia one, to... I have I have heard you talk about the people with guns before. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't remember that particular story. But 
Yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna we'll go. With, I'm gonna go with story one because I just think Russia's crazy enough. And so, <laughs> so, so you were by yourself, or you were with your grandparents when you were held up at gunpoint, or not held up, but like yeah, I was by myself at that point because I was just cruising yeah. the drag. I was only like a block away from our hotel, but that's the way it was over there. Well, last time I went with my gut feeling, I was wrong. So I'm gonna go with the opposite of my gut feeling because I, I don't. I'm sorry, I'm not buying number two. I'm going no, 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 because I'm going with number one. Number I think I think Russia? Yeah, I think Russia held you up and said word in whatever crazy accent he said, put it back <laughs> and get out now. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the number three. I think number three, three is it. Right. That. Good, I'm going Case balls is I'm Russia. Going, I'm going. I'm well, going. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt. No, you. go ahead. Because I know I don't want to second guess myself, but I also know that you're with your wife in Europe. So let me ask: Was your wife also in the movie? In Staten, no, no. Back that was back when we lived in Staten Island. It was just me. I don't even know if I've ever told her that story because so she this probably would have made me watch even, the movie. So this was before. <laughs> so this was no, 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 no. We no, were no, married no, at that point. That's part of the game. She's in the room. I'm sitting here trying to. Yeah. You're at a disadvantage, language. just like I was. Uh, that's you know, if you didn't read Jordan, I don't know what to tell you. We talked about this all on the way here. So, so okay. So you didn't know your wife at the time. No, I did. We were married at that point. I just don't but know if she, I've ever told her this story. All right, then I'm not. So I'm going to get I'm not, then I'm not, I'm not. I'm not buying number three. I, then I'm not doing that. I'm going with number one. I'm Drewski. Going with, I'm going with, I'm the going with Casey. Number That's one. That's the true one? Yep. Yep. Okay. There's no way. There is no way that you are married to your wife. <laughs> I'm a terrible husband. Remember almost, that. Almost to what you said, your nine-year anniversary. Is that what you okay. said? Okay. And he probably no was way. eating caviar when he told so, you to get out. <laughs> number one, number one is the truth. Yo, Russian caviar is cheap. Because I went back on your Instagram the other day to like as far as I could. Yeah. Stalking. And, um, <laughs> and God forbid you uh, double tap on anything like what fifty two weeks or later. Terrifying. <laughs> so, so I think that I'm going with Casey. I don't. I hope that doesn't break the rules. Everybody, no. TSD, Walter Flanning, If anybody listens to this, but no, I'm going with number one. There's Word. no way that you've been married for this long and she doesn't know that story. <laughs> Number one is the is the key. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, give me a, <laughs> give me a break here. So I'm going to Yo, the, what okay. do you think, Drew? I think I'm going to go with the Simon Cowell and just, you know, opposite. I'm going to go three. You're going with three? I'm, I'm, that yeah. one's true? The movie? Yeah. I was in a movie? True. Well, Drew, God damn it, you're fucking right. No way. <laughs> Get out of here. No way. Get out of here. No way. Yeah. Okay. So now you have to explain the context. Fuck. Context. I can't believe I did that. Gotta explain to her now. And he did tell me the story. I just didn't I did. Oh my god, I did. Thank Jesus. I'm not that bad. <laughs> oh god damn. It. That's right. I'm still thinking Russia's crazy enough to do that to you. Yeah. I cannot believe that just happened. So do we need to put like an asterisk? Like, is you yeah, so, okay. she didn't know? So to be fair. Yeah. To be fair. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that I had told her that story. Mostly because I, dude, I ain't even. Fuck. I've never seen the movie before, and there's a reason I can't why. I switched. God damn it! It's because I'll do one of these. See you. what ha- happened. You won was. both fucking rounds. Look at you. Got him. I'm truly impressed. That's why I can't get anything by him. Right. That's everyone who asks will know about that. I'm Word. impressed. You're getting tagged in the episode this week. <laughs> You're the winner. Oh, 
Okay, so we'll start yes. with uh, your guys' choice, the Russian story. Mm. Fuck, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Yo, it's that fucking close to winning. God Every, damn it. Everything about that story is true, except for the fact that I did not get held up by gunpoint. Yeah. So that was just a step too far. Fuck. Y'all motherfuckers is racist towards Russian people. <laughs> 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 no, but for real, though, that was a trip. Because that was the way it was in like right, those big posh stores. That. Yeah, that was see, that was the thing. You scared me for a minute because I was like, dude, I've told him my Russia story. Like, he's gonna know this is bullshit. And I was like, crap, I didn't think about I this. I only remember the guns. That's all I remember. Yeah. God Cause, damn it. Because that's that was, all there is. That was where the truth ended. And then the uh the pilot story, uh all of that was true, except again for the barrel roll attempt. I did not do that. Um and the instru- I didn't have a crush on the instructor. I didn't even know who the instructor was till the day of, but I did get to take my first flight when I was... Uh, actually, it wasn't my first because I had been up in a plane before. That's a totally different awesome story. But, um, yeah, that was part of... like That was like the the, the cap event of the, the summer camp and everything about the whole band trip and all that, me starting a club. That's all true. I just... When I took that flight, we got up to about 300 feet and then I just... I, I did bank it left and I just, I took this slow, awesome, just turn right over this field of like crops and stuff. And I was sitting down looking at the farm and I was just, I mean, I am a, uh, yeah, I'm in love with flying. So that, that was a magical moment for me. And I'll have my parents to thank for that for the rest of my life. It was awesome. Maybe one day I'll do something with that. And number three. (laughs) And number three, I was in the movie. The only thing is, it's kind of a letdown because I was in the movie because they wanted to have my ship that I was on in the Coast Guard in the background of a scene. Oh, in the fuck. Background. I remember this story. <laughs> God damn it. I knew it. Oh, fuck. So technically, God I was in it. the movie. I just never Dave watched Ellis. it to even see if we were there. You told Dave Ellis that. God damn it. And I was there. I fucking knew that. Oh, only the Z-Man holds the truth. Look at that. Dave Ellis. Oh, no, Dave Ellis. Shout yeah. out to Dave Ellis. R.I.P. Dave Ellis. Yeah. Shout out to Z-Man. Yeah. And Z-Man. <laughs> and Z-Man. Just because, yeah, yeah there's two, the Shout two Daves. Ellis. Yeah. But, one yeah, Ellis, sep- that was a big one. One year in September, man. Mm-hmm. One year. Yeah, it was a uh, little background. That was a colleague of uh, yeah. me and Don's for a while, and uh, he died while we were at work with him. He was a good friend of ours, was, good friend of everybody there. He wasn't at yeah. work at the time. Yeah. yeah. He was at home, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. a good guy. Yeah, was really a good, really dude. good guy. That was, yeah. that he was introduced an asinine me to old man, yeah. but that was a that was a real good guy that, that you knew you were man. getting. Yeah. He was going to shoot it to you straight. Yeah, yep, absolutely. He, he's not afraid to talk <laughs> some shit, man. I love that guy. Well, that was a fucking that was dope. Incredible game of one, true, three. I am. <laughs> I can't believe I blew I you away. More Don. than impressed. Precedent is set. I have yep. to win every time now. <laughs> So I'll, I mean, I, I emailed, like I said, I bought a school last night. So I emailed the boys from Tell em Steve Dave last night also, um, just to thank him again for letting us play this game because it, this was good. This was this, good. That was a great I idea. Wanted, I wanted to, and I'm going to, I talked about last week, Jordan and I are going to make a board game and we're going to play that. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I also want to just make up other games to play on the show, like randomly, you know? And I listened to that show so much that I just, I couldn't think of anything better. Than to go with one true three first. You know? Yeah, it's my favorite game that they play because Walt makes up games all the fucking time. He's constantly making up different games. That's awesome. And this is that's my favorite one. So one true three, I thought 
did good. Drew, fucking congratulations. I'm gonna killed it, dude. I'm gonna do something. Yeah, because I'm impressed that you won both <laughs> rounds. So I'm gonna figure something out to give you because that was good. When we make T-shirts, you can have one of those. Oh, yeah. We'll make you because we're gonna do that really soon. That so excited. we're also business cards soon. Business cards. That's, yeah, we'll I'm talk so about excited. that. We didn't have a business meeting before no, the show, so we, we can do, do that pre- afterwards. Post show. Yeah, we'll talk about all that. So it's we're, a good deal. You can have a T-shirt. Funny too, how like your guys's stories were so different just compared to each like yes uh-huh. you know that was a good game we're talking about shrooms with dogs just to point out the differences man yeah yeah so that was that was one true three once again shout out to tell him steve dave thank you guys for everything that, that was, was beautiful so we can move on to fucking pop culture I have a. Word. Do you have anything? I have a couple of different things. I got a couple of different things. Word. So we'll so, just pick or choose. Word. So uh, one of the things I have told my wife about earlier because she's really into meditation and stuff, right? There's a prison in Kenya, right, where they're doing mindful meditation with the guards and the prisoners, like in the same area, to like increase like bonding and shit, and like increase relations between the two communities. Is it Kenya? In Kenya. How I do? Mm. I mean, that's. In fucking Africa. That's crazy. I heard that, about that on the wow. BBC. So that's, that's insane. That's so, cool, though. That's a lot of I trust mean, as a security guard. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie, I'd be a little worried to have my back turned and my eyes closed. Exactly. And wonder what's exactly. coming. Wow. But yeah. I mean, I guess I got to remember that, like, I don't know what their prison system's like. Exactly. So I'm, like, basing it off of our prison system. What I, I don't think I that would fly in ours. On MSNBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I'd be cool with that if, like, there was an armed security guard standing in the middle, like, the drum circle, just, like, waiting with a machine gun. Like, who's going to go, who's going to move? All the rest of the guards sitting there meditating. I just, I don't know, man. Our prison system's jacked. So yeah. I don't, <laughs> that's, too, that's crazy to think about. That also, was from, where'd you hear that from? Uh, that was from the BBC. Nice. I heard that on the Global News podcast, but also the last time I was here, like, right after the podcast ended, um, Mini Me died. Vern Troyer. Yeah. He oh, died. Oh, I was he just, was, oh. He was 49. Yeah, he died. I like on last Saturday, one week from ago today, he died, and I read about it right after the fucking podcast. Like I went on Twitter right after. Just watching a. Uh, They didn't know at the time, and I haven't looked into it since then. That's Um, that's that you say that because I I had no idea. The surreal life. That's what it's called. (laughs) <laughs> and he got all fucked up. Is that with Flav and everybody too? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a crazy show. Yo. Yeah. And so, what do you have before I talk about the movies I watched this Matt, week? Matt, I'm like a fucking just big randomly pick uh, shorter or longer. I got. Con- I feel like. Do you want to talk about Kanye and Chance Rapper real quick? Being like, just to touch on it, like what the yeah. hell's going on? Let's do it. So. Kanye West is back on the Twitters. Yes. He has made a glorious return. I didn't know he Hello. was gone, to be honest. I <laughs> Me didn't neither. Know he was neither. gone. Because Kanye ain't on my map at all. <laughs> the only reason I know that is because I heard it on uh, Ben Shapiro's show one day. I actually, I jumped back on the Ben Shapiro train. I'm trying to, now that he's kind of not pushing like his, his, his Second Amendment guns and all this stuff, because there was like three weeks where that was just. Anyway, he moved on, and I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm going to jump into this. But anyways, uh, Kanye tweeted out. <laughs> i got to find this thing. I took it. Uh, see. You don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. Yes. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with 
everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals, and we have the right to independent thought. And he had tweeted that out after um, dropping Candace Owens' name uh, from YouTube, Red Pill Black. Yes. Uh, she's kind of a black conservative um, you know, commentator. Like <laughs> I heard her on Dave Rubin that time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with uh, Blair White. She also mm-hmm. has a regular episode, which was very, very good. But, uh, yeah, because he mentioned that, uh, and then uh, he also uh, tweeted him watching a YouTube video of Scott Adams. Who's a uh, he's the creator of Dilbert, and he's been kind of he's been jumping into like the the thought right, know, right. conversation and stuff like that. And he did a video about Kanye, Kanye, you know, tweeting that he agrees with you know he likes what uh, oh, what's her name uh, Red, Red Pill Black, Black um, how she thinks Candace Owens how he thinks, and then the whole Twitter just blew up. Yeah. Everybody went insane, and people were saying that uh, Kanye's gone to the sunken place. Which is a reference to uh, Get Out, stuff like this, and mm. but anyways, and then uh, Chance the Rapper ended up tweeting out the fact that hey, black people don't have to be Democrats, right? And it just it caused such a stir in that pop culture arena. It was super interesting, and I just I loved you know Kanye tweeted out a picture of him in a MAGA hat, and he showed right. his MAGA hat, and he and said it was it's signed, signed by Trump, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and it's just interesting that like when somebody like him, who back in Hurricane Katrina was on live television, was yes. like George, George Bush, Bush doesn't, doesn't care about black people. Yeah, you know, it's yes. just so interesting to be like, hey, well, maybe he's getting more into the idea of like, you know, individual responsibility and free thought and stuff like that. And it just it was interesting, and the audience that's surrounding him. And Chance the Rapper, since he jumped in, and then had right. to, and then he apologized later. But it was just really interesting to to see that like on Twitter this week just blow up. Yeah. And now I am officially following Kanye West because <laughs> because his his tweets are almost as entertaining as I'd say even more than uh, Donald Trump's. They are when the whole dragon energy. I loved that. You know, you love the dragon. Energy. I love the dragon. I am dragon energy now. Uh, you, you That's saw me. Pete Carroll. <laughs> Posted as Nike Monarchs. Yeah. Kind of getting at. Man. But yeah, that was one. That was the bigger pop culture thing I was going to mention. Yeah. I got another We're, small one. But. Um, I heard the other day on the Wall Street Journal that Amazon collects four to three cents of every dollar that's spent online. Whoa. Wow. Yep. From where? Online. Amazon. So I mean, where did you hear it? Wall Street Journal. Oh, where? And they get it from everywhere. Yep. So if you no take matter, no if matter you, what I so order if you online, take, if you take all the money in a year that's spent online and divide it up between the companies, Amazon gets forty three cents of every dollar. They make forty three percent profit off of every product every they sell. Dollar. That's impressive. Good lord! And shit's cheap on there. <laughs> you get that thing through Amazon. <laughs> yep. Yeah, <laughs> so that me. was, I heard that. Um, That's intense. <clears throat> yeah. No Alexa in here, right? No yeah, Alexa. No. <laughs> no. <clears throat> Not here. We have one at our house. I am super I'm, paranoid about that yeah, stuff. She listens. Did you, for the sake of, do you have one more? Do you? Yeah, real quick. Uh, my coworker the other day, inter- he showed me this thing um, uh, on YouTube. It's from America's Got Talent. I am not one of those viewers. I don't watch that show. No. I don't like that stuff. But. Apparently, there's this dude that's been on this season who's a Donald Trump impersonator. And I watched the first episode and his segment on YouTube. It was like 
eight minutes. We watched it during lunch, and oh my god, look out, Alec Baldwin! Oh. This dude is here, and he's here to stay. I, dude, it is such a trip to watch this little video. I just watched the first one, but apparently he's like all the way into like the finals. But he is so hilarious when he gets up there. He's got all the perfect, you know, uh, you know, he knows how to make fun of Trump just, just right, you know, and it's just, it's funny. It's lighthearted. It's, it's not like too like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. Um, but God, I just, I saw that. I was like, dude. You have to watch it. It's so funny. It's the, it was like the best eight minutes ever. Man. And I don't usually get down on that stuff, but it was hilarious. Even Simon Cowell was like, okay, I approve. <laughs> but we're, yeah, yeah, that's it. So this week for me and Pop Culture White, we watched Dodgeball yesterday and then also Riverdale, Jordan's favorite show. And then yesterday afternoon, me and my wife saw a matinee of fucking Avengers Infinity War. Oh, <clears throat> boom. And it was rad as fuck. Um, it was definitely the best. I love comic books. Um, and it was the best Marvel movie that they have made thus far. It was absurdly good. Um, yeah. No, it was incredible. I was highly in favor of it. And it was great. Usually when I go to the movies, I fall asleep. Did I you do that a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got really high. And drank some soda and watched the whole movie, and it was fucking awesome. From the first 15 minutes, I mean, we, like, we took, you know, I talked to Jordan, like, after the first 15 minutes, and she was like, it could end right now, and I wouldn't be disappointed. Like, it yeah. was, it was so rad the whole <laughs> way through. <clears throat> I've heard, like, yeah, I've heard nothing but amazing things about it so yeah, far. No, all it the critics, reviews, everything. It's, it is worth all of the money that anybody would pay to see it. Like, it is absolutely incredible. So, everybody should see that fucking movie. Even if you don't like comic books. Like what if you, I miss Black Panther because I'm a bad husband? What if I miss Black Panther? Do, is that um, going to be a huge deal? No, it's not a huge deal. It's You should watch Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Before uh, you... Oh, okay. So... Three movie binge there coming was also, this weekend. They handed out a booklet when you go to see it that like tells the story and I you might understand this Carolina I was almost a little bit frustrated about that that they're handing out a booklet to tell you about all the different characters that you're going to see because it's like if you can't even bother to see the fucking movies you know to learn about it let alone read the comics because I've never read the Infinity War storyline but I've read my fair share of fucking comics you know to understand most of the characters that are in there if you've not, if you can't even watch all like most of the movies to understand what the fuck is going on, fuck you, man. I was, <laughs> I, was I was not happy about it. I was real mad for real. Um, like it's affecting you this late in the game. Um, no, I'm not like still heated about it. But yeah, okay. when I was there, I was I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like if you was can't, it like massively you can't packed? even go onto fucking Wikipedia to look up what the jam is before you go there to like understand what's going on. Yeah. You know, come on. See, I'm like, I'm in the opposite boat. I'd be like, oh, sweet. I can catch up because my wife is all about it. But, you know, when it comes to, I mean, we still, like I said before, we're going to have a three movie binge this weekend uh, because I haven't seen any of the Thor movies, man. 
I feel bad. Ragnarok oh. was so the first one was pretty okay. The second <laughs> one was like what? The second one was good, and we saw it in 3D. And I don't really like 3D movies, but then the third one, the Ragnarok one, was was my favorite one. And I okay. don't really like the comic book movies that are like more funny. You know, like I didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy two because I didn't like how funny it was written. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I've heard that a lot too. But Thor Ragnarok I thought was really really good. Okay. It's Chris Hemsworth, right? Uh, Chris Hemsworth, yeah, is Thor, yeah, and then I mean, Chris Pratt is is Star Lord. Being yeah. a guy, like you kind of have to be kind of attracted to that guy. Hemsworth is we Dude, he's a beautiful man. Yesterday. He's he, he is Just a beautiful man, and he's even got one eye in that movie, like in the beginning of this movie. And he's oh, he's like getting hard. Um, well, man, I just he, I gotta watch those movies. He loses his I'm eye so sorry, in, in Ragnarok. I don't know anything about. Thor. And he like cuts his hair too. His hair gets cut in Ragnarok, so it's not oh, long. It's yeah, short. Word. It's mad short now. I'm so excited now because I'm getting amped up to you watch gotta, this movie. Colin, you, you gotta, gotta watch that it. movie. It's so good. Ragnarok. So late in the game. I'm telling you, I was really impressed. It was really good because they combine the Planet Hulk storyline. Um, mm-hmm. And also the the Ragnarok story. Word. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Okay. That, uh, well, this so, week, I'm going to run through those. Yeah. That, time, or that scene where it's the Hulk and him in that little... In, in, in the, the arena, Hulk, in yeah. In the Hulk's room. No, in the Hulk's room. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm getting stoked. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, the Hulk is in it a lot. There's like a lot of actual scenes with the Hulk and him like interacting and talking and like actual shit going on. Like there's... Mark Ruffalo did a lot of acting in that movie. I like really Mark good. Ruffalo, man. That's the cool part I like about his it Hulk. He's, the Hulk is talking. And yeah, yeah, it was good. That's cool. I liked that one a lot. Yeah, yeah man, I don't have much bad to say about the Marvel universe. I guess I kind of like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. the MCEU or whatever they call it. The MCU, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but uh, I mean, every time I held Delph on uh, Ant Man for a while, we but, did too. Uh, but, but I good. finally watched Ant Man, and I love Paul Rudd. It was really good, and it was a really good movie. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And uh, you know, so we go back, and I'm real hesitant every time, and I don't know why. Like we still haven't watched Doctor Who, or not Doctor Who, Doctor Strange, yeah. Doctor Strange. It was all right. Love Doctor Who though. It was Doctor Strange <laughs> was okay, but I liked him way better in this new Avengers movie than mm-hmm. I did in his own movie. Okay. Um. So, and you don't you don't have to watch Doctor Strange to watch Infinity War. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, they're like they talk about the stone, but it's you can get that from. No, that's. I mean, they mm. talk about it anyway. But um, you don't have to watch that. The only one I think you would have to watch is Thor Ragnarok because mm-hmm. the way that that ends ties in with how this begins. And so, if you didn't watch Ooh. that, then you would be like, "How the yeah. fuck did this happen?" Like, I used to listen to this podcast on uh, from the actually the morning. It's a, like a spinoff from the morning rock show that I usually listen to. BJ Shea and. The, and uh, or no, BJ and Migs on 99.9. Yeah. Um, but uh, they do a separate side podcast called Geek Nation. And it's all about comic books and video games and board games and stuff. And so when I used to listen to that, they used to kind of keep me up to date with what's going on in the, the Marvel comic universe. And they were talking about Infinity War and how they excited they were for the movie that was going to come in like two so years. Good. And so I know a little bit about the storyline. Yeah. But uh, I'm super excited for it, too, because I've heard nothing but amazing things, you know. And same with Thor Ragnarok. I've heard, I heard amazing things about Both that. Both really so good. Really, I just, really good. I got to get through the first and yeah. second one. I, I, I've heard, like, mixed things about those. Yeah. But I got to get through them. I'm in it. I'm committed. It's happening. Yeah. So, but that's, uh, yeah, that should put us about, what, two and a half hours. 
So yeah. Uh, so we can well sports. Sports. That's what we're doing, right? So do your sports. Voice. <clears throat> I love your sports voice. Sports. Yeah. Sports. <laughs> so um, I watched some of the NBA playoffs, um, and the fucking Cavs got their asses beat the last time I watched, like last night or the night before. It was horrible. Philadelphia won the series four to one against the Heat, right? Mm-hmm. Lamarcus Aldridge, he had fucking thirty points and lost against the Warriors because the Spurs got their ass beat by the Warriors, which was sad. Ooh, no Kawhi, them. right? What's that? No Kawhi Leonard Mm-mm. for the Spurs. No. Are we in playoffs for NBA? Mm-hmm. Okay, work. Yeah, that shows you how much I take. It's, a, it's yeah. a long season. And then the Rockets were playing the Bucks, and they scored fifty points in the third quarter. And that was—I heard somewhere—that was the most any people had scored. Hold on, that was the <laughs> most, which was. The most in a playoff game since 1962. Like that's wow. the most anybody scored in a quarter in yeah. a playoff game since 1962. I got a thing on the NBA playoffs. Is yes, they have all those um, you know official reviews on a lot of plays. Okay, and I know in the Cavs series that it came down to that where LeBron blocked Oladipo off the backboard. Yeah, the ball had hit the backboard, and then he blocked it, which is a goal ten. Okay. It's come to the point where, you know, they, they're they able to review so many plays. Yeah. But why, on a, such a, you know, big part of the game, why they can't review that? Right. You know, mm-hmm. almost as, you know, beyond me, it, it went to a dead ball as well, I believe. And then LeBron ended up making the three to win the game. You know, people can say it was, you know, 95-95 at the point. And if he would have made that two, that – LeBron would have won the game with that three anyways, but mm-hmm. the pressure between 97-95 and 95-95 when you're taking a shot has to be way different. Way different. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that, that's just what boggles my mind is, you know, and it, it goes into the baseball aspect too where now they're, you know, reviewing plays and doing all this stuff. Like, yeah. You know, when it's, when it's sports, it, it comes down to the, you know, the refs, the officials, the umpires that you – Higher or that that's their career. Yeah. Otherwise, what are we doing here? They make a bonehead mistake yeah. and yeah. and don't call a call. That's on them. Yeah. I I just don't like the you know being able to review plays and if you're not going to be able to review that play, then why even have it at all? Right. Yeah. No, I get that for sure. I mean, that's something we experience in baseball or I mean uh, football all the time. Like mm-hmm. this whole. Instant replay, you know, slow motion. All she this gets stuff. ridiculous I mean, sometimes. It's tough. I mean, Just play the fucking game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at what point do you, does it? Yeah. Why do you have referees and umpires and stuff like that? If like if you're not going to listen to it, that's I, part of the game. I like it for out of bounds and inbounds plays. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing fumbles, I mean, everything's happening so fast. Yeah. Whatever the call on the field, let it, let it be called, unless it's just completely ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Just let it be. Yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely a point of contention. Ever since I've been paying attention to sports growing up, like my dad would watch whatever sports game was on that night, whether baseball, basketball, golf, anything, mm-hmm. you know. And that's something that it's contentious all throughout all sports is that instant replay and like why don't you just let the referees do their job? Well, at <clears> what know? point I mean, at what point is it like, well, we don't need them? I mean, you cuz I on the baseball side of things, the the one of the big debates: strike zone, having a yeah. having an automated strike zone. Well, I mean, 
I don't know, A, you're going to be taking people out of jobs yeah. on that one, which which I understand the, the pushback on that. But, like, to me, especially being a baseball guy, that's just always part of it, Of especially being a pitching coach. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's almost like a chess match of the things I'm, I'm trying to say to an umpire might not necessarily be for that call, but it might be for the next one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like hey, if, I, if I'm trying to maybe put a little bit of doubt in that guy's mind behind home plate of, hey, you might've missed that one, but the next one, you better give it to me. Like me as a pitching coach, my favorite thing to, to, to I might question an umpire. There's a questionable strike call. Okay, from my vantage point, I can see I can see top to bottom. I I can see vertical height. I can't necessarily tell in and out. You know whether that ball's inside, whether that ball's outside. So a lot of times I'll ask an umpire, "Hey, is that ball in or out?" And and I can yeah, judging by where my catcher's set up, I can tell whether that ball's inside or outside. Yeah. But it's more so looking for his reaction. You know, no, coach, coach, that ball is down, not not out. And at that point, now if you now if you're giving me the wrong answer. I can tell height from my side, and there's a lot of times where I'll be like, "No, that ball's not down." And my other favorite one is when coach, you know, because you can't you can't argue balls and strikes. That's kind of the, that's the big no no when it comes to that's one of the yeah. quickest things, Drew. I'm sure you oh, as a hitter I got, can get you wrong. Well, so, up. I so a, let's. I got ejected from two games. Well, so, let's, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about the draft next week, right? So, Drew, yeah. if you want to just give us a brief little. Because you got some history, yeah. yeah. If you want to give There's us a brief history. little, yeah, little history of you know whatever you want to say about your baseball career, and then I'll go over the draft next week. Because I would like, talk about you right now. Do you want me to base on like on the draft? Or? Uh, yeah. Start. Yeah. Start from, from when you got drafted. Yeah, I mean, where you went to college, and then and then where you got drafted. So when I was in high school, I committed to Oregon State as a sophomore. Man. Did I really plan on going to Oregon State? Was that like my belief that I wanted to do? No. But did I ever think that a little bit closer. I was going to, um, you know, be playing pro ball? I, I was always, the thing about me, I was always realistic with myself. And being from the Northwest, baseball not being kind of like a prevalent thing as like in California or Arizona where they play all year round. Um, I was always like, oh, yeah, you know, I just play this for fun. And um, it was getting closer to the draft time, and uh, you know I had a I had an advisor, which is an agent, but you have to call him advisor at that point before, yeah. so uh-huh. you don't lose your you know college eligibility those oh, kind of yeah. things, all that NCA bullshit that comes, in, <laughs> yeah. that comes into play. Don't get me started on NCAA. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was I was about a week out. I mean, I I was just having fun with the whole idea of it, and he was like, "Hey, man, like, you know, you've played well enough. I think you're." you know, possibly be a first rounder. I was like, Oh, you know, no, cool. I mean, and that was also a thing with my dad. Like my dad never really blew my head up. He would always, you know, almost put me down in a sense. Like, Hey, like you guys got to keep working. Like you're not, you're not, you're not there. Stay humble. Stay humble. Sit down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So no, like, I mean, that whole process of that was such a, a fun time. And, uh, you know, I got experience, obviously, you know, my best buddies like Casey and, um, but yeah, going, you know, going through my career, you know, it seemed like a breeze right away, right. You know, ran into injuries and, um, you know, we were kind of talking about earlier when Casey was talking about, you know, his high school guys and I was going to touch base on, um, you know, when I, 
went through the later part of my career where I was always injured and there's, you know, guys coming up that were catching to catching me, but they were younger. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes the deciding they, factor sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they, you know, they would practice not the way that I believe that practice should be, you know, run like, you know, this is your work. This is a direct correlation of how, you know, your, you know, what you're going to do in the game. And that's yeah. why I always believe because I had the respect for the game. And, um, I felt like later in my career, showing how much I cared about the game. It's a game that I played for over, you know, 20 years. I started when four or five, you know, yeah. right when you could start, you know, swinging a bat and throwing a ball. Um, it, it, could, it just got to the point where it was like, hey, man, like, you could be taking my spot, but I'm not going to let you, you know, do whatever you want and not get your work in. Just right. In, not going to let you fuck off. Yeah. It was. It got to that point, and it, it gets to the point where you're like, you know, you get that veteran stage in case you're talking about, like, you know, I've been around the game for a long time. And, uh, you know, you know all the the things that guys say, they get out of stuff. But I don't know. With my career, you know, ran into injuries. You know, I kind of knew it was time to, you know, walk walk away. And, yeah. and, and, some, and people don't necessarily understand that from your point of view. And I, I, we've had that talk where, where you, you know, you don't like to talk necessarily about the career because the whole injuries thing. No. But so much of it is is by chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, how there's times where right a guy. Right place at the right time. Right place at the right time. An injury happened. How many times have we had the conversation where there's a, a guy that's now in the big leagues where you're like, dude, that guy. I remember playing against him. There was no way he should have been made it up. Next thing you know, you're seeing him on a big league roster. And yeah. I mean, and not to name drop, but your boy Motter, who's yeah. you know who who made it up to the bigs mm-hmm. with the Mariners. One one of the 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 most memorable things I remember talking to you about was uh was you know you being a guy who got a big signing bonus out of high school, and him being a guy who didn't. And what next thing you know, he's running towards the end of his contract and he doesn't and him having that man to man conversation with you saying, Shoot, man, I don't I don't have that money built up in the bank. Like I'm I'm putting my life, I'm putting everything into this this baseball thing. If this thing doesn't work out, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Luckily by chance he ends up finding himself on the big league roster and, and, and making it, but it, it it is such such a big thing of a, of a chance. I mean, how, right. how when when you're going off of potential, which th- this kid across from me had a ton of, it was it was no doubt. It was it was very clear from you know because I'm I'm only a grade ahead of him. He's one of the ones that is bringing all the scouts and everybody to the games. It's, it's not me. It's not anybody else. It's his mm-hmm. talent and. You know, obviously, boom. You know, one of the coolest things I, I remember being at—I'm playing in a college summer league—in to get that text uh, of where you were in the draft tracker, and boom, my buddy just got drafted 42nd overall. That was one of the coolest things. That was like a proud kind of like you know we kind of yeah. have that brother relationship. Yeah. It was that that older brother like proud moment, mm-hmm. and I mean, and it's just one of those things where how, you standing in a batter's box. How do you control that guy 60 feet, 6 inches away who's throwing 90-something plus? You're expecting him to throw it over the plate. What do you do when you get hit in the hand and you break your hand? Ooh. That's that's out of your control, yeah. you know? And so so that's the big that's, thing. I, that's I know what happened? Why? Well, uh, one time, yeah. Oh, first, out for first a couple injury, weeks. What, no, three months. Three, oh, first injury my bad, not broken, a couple weeks. Broken wrist from a hit-by-pitch. Second injury was hamate bone. 
it's a, there's a hook in your in your hand that connects the tendons going up your arm. And that gets beat up on a lot of hitters. Just broke that. It's just small and then my bone. last year was my UCL. Made a throw. My arm felt great the whole spring. Made one throw and just all my fingers just contracted. Oh. And with that throwing like, motion, something's wrong. Yeah, I, and I've being a coach, I've seen it, I've but. seen plenty of guys that need, you know, that Tommy John surgery to, right. to replace that to to fix that UCL. And honestly, that with a throwing motion over the top like baseball players have, really that arm is a ticking. It's not natural. No, it's natural. And all it is, do that with their I, arms. I had a guy who who blew his out his freshman year, and there, you know, his parents were, hey, what could we have done? Because he he'd pitched and he'd thrown like a hundred and something pitches, and I wasn't his coach at that time um, during the summer I, for the high school I was. But he blows his elbow out. And they're asking, what you know? What could we have done? Well, yeah, you could have, made, you know, there could have been some preventative measures. But okay, so instead, yeah, he was on the mound, he was pitching, and when it happened, but if you take those pitches away, maybe it was that hundred. Let's just say, for sake of the argument, hundredth pitch that he threw that game. What if you put him at, over at shortstop, and it was down the line that hundredth ground ball that he took and threw right. it across it doesn't matter man that th- yeah. it takes wear yeah. and tear and so like i know your big thing is on the injuries but like unfortunately in your case like that that's kind of what happened that's kind of yeah. what what derailed things at time and, and just not not saying that you couldn't stay healthy but like how do you again how do you control you're staying in the box your job is to 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 get hits get on base drive runners in you can't control some pitcher that's sixty feet six inches away that lets a fastball go that you yeah. know is is upper nineties and blasts right. your hand. That's not on yeah. you. That's, that's a just, lottery. That's just unfortunate. Yeah. It, it yeah. sucks. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the way professional sports is. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at there's tons of people that have that that I I guarantee you there's tons of people that have that same story. You know. Mm-hmm. I, in one way or another, yeah. yeah. Like Took there's one an old bad tackle, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. through one fucking spiral too many. That's just mm-hmm. like uh, Shazier uh, doing the draft pick. Oh, he man. can yep. barely walk. That's still. crazy. Why? Why? I'm because not... that's a professional athlete that went to go make a, a tackle that he normally does, and just happened to be maybe out of position slightly, got crunched up, and got yeah. crunched up, and it's like you can't yeah, always can control that walk. man. Yeah. He had to have his wife. I could tell his wife was like, you know, almost shaking, holding yeah. him up. That's mm. fucked. And I was tough. like, man, I feel for this guy. Like, yeah. and that makes me feel like, man, the injuries I went through is not as bad. Like, it doesn't affect me after, she like, in my crazy. afterlife. Yeah, of sports. Yeah, well, for, but like, for him, it does. Yeah, and like, and that's what we were talking about. I think on the last podcast, we were talking about concussions. And, you know, and I know we talked about Junior Seau and yeah. and all the just like uh, we we talked about my buddy who was a tight end at UW. At some point, those trainers are like, look, buddy, you've had too many hits. Well, that's also a, a ton interesting about Aaron Hernandez and all the stuff he went through oh, yeah. in jail and like yeah. after the fact and like the notes he left. And it's like, what was really going on with this guy? Yeah. yeah. Some people are even talking about that with Cronin uh, McGregor lately when he went yeah. off the chains. Like, yeah, we talked right, about you know, that too. Professional fighter like that, you know, CTE. You know, you're literally getting blows to the head. An issue. You that's, never know. That's a target in fighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in MMA, that's a target. You're going for that because if you can hit mm-hmm. that guy in the right spot, <laughs> sleep. Like <laughs> he seems like a cool ass dude. Like I watched yeah. his documentary. Like the no, amount of time no, and like no, how, no, how, how he appreciates his wife. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like a family man, but like dude, this guy's taking blows to the head. Yeah. 
But it, yeah, baseball can't be. I mean, when it comes to injuries like that, I mean, it's a roll of the dice, man. It's mm-hmm. got to. There's nothing just from an outside perspective like that. Because I'm not a big baseball guy. Yeah. You know, I did watch a little bit of the Mariners game the other day at the bar, just because yeah. I was at the bar. But I mean, yeah. How are you supposed to expect some pitcher that just for whatever reason it goes a little haywire and you you're all the time, wrong man. place, wrong time, and, and boom. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it, baseball is that funny one just with the stupid unwritten rules that we have. Like you can go on and on all day about the ridiculous unwritten rules. And, you know, what? your middle-of-the-lineup hitter might get hit by a pitch. Well, guess what? Yeah, on the other team, you you should probably maybe expect, depending on the intent of the pitch, you know, and mm. how it is. There's times where you're probably going to expect to get hit. We we had that conversation. There's times where you were like, eh, I might get hit on this pitch. Yeah. And you just you, you eat it, you wear it, and you go down to first base. But, like, the other unwritten rule is just, like, that head area, that upper bot, like if you're gonna hit a guy with intent, stay below the waist. Like yeah. he, is, there's there's a difference Him between hitting a guy guy. in the thigh. <laughs> yeah. There's Mass. a difference between <laughs> hitting, yeah. Like if you want to hit a guy with 98 miles an hour and you put it in his thigh, it's a little bit easier to swallow. But as soon as that thing starts, hey, bro, you can kill somebody. Yeah, you yeah. like it, it's that that's a career ender. What are you gonna take? And especially with the velocity of some guys have. Next right. scene with with guys hitting triple digits all the time now, even the upper nineties to the head is just like that's that's where it starts crossing the line, and that's where you see guys start getting mad with like, hey, if you can't if you can't keep it down and over the plate, maybe just you, fuck you, off. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have that job. You shouldn't be able to have that ability. And yeah. it's like it's just it's yeah that that's where a lot of tempers flare the, the is point, once you start missing guys and in blasting guys above the waist. The point where I said fuck off was after I got hit in the wrist. I'm doing my rehab stint. So now when you're doing rehab, you're playing lower levels. You know, you're just getting yourself yeah, so he back gets in. Drop, it's drop down to, drop to down rehab to rehab. So I'm facing this guy lefties of you know a prospect he has good you know good velocity he throws me two sliders strike one slide strike two i'm like okay here we go next pitch fastball off my ear oh and you uh, and i was well, like we were talking about it was like that concussion on. grenade where, yeah. it was like where where you you told me you had that point where it was like it hit you and it was like you couldn't necessarily hear it was i was like, thinking about like what? movies where like you know they'll shoot a shot and all of a sudden your head's just ringing and you don't hear stuff, but you just hear that like faint whatever. Yeah. And that was like how I explained it. It's That's like crazy. really like, this a, time. like it reminded me, you know, like when you're playing Call of Duty or whatever and somebody hits you with the flashbang <laughs> and you're going, well, I'll yeah. wait for the, wait for the screen to clear so that I can <laughs> go back to business. That's what it felt like. <clears throat> Word. Well, that is that's it we gotta focus. yeah we're gonna have to wrap it up yep it's time to wrap up so do you have anything else off you that you wanna did you watch a movie this week do you have anything else you wanna add in here I just watched Dunkirk that was good <clears throat> watched that right. last week highly encourage everybody they did a good job Dunkirk. representing what really happened let me get up to my fucking ending lines here yeah so before you do your ending line yep. one more uh this has been episode 11 of Salt of the Street Podcast. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. We're Salt of the Streets at both of those. YouTube channel, Salt of the Streets for the pre-show. And, of course, hit us up on Twitter at Big Bird Offie, at Salt of the Street, plural yep. for Big Don. And 
If you're like, oh, saltofthestreets.com, hit us up. Go over there, hit on the media tab, hit up on that uh, Read Our Descents. Yes. Other than that, give us a review wherever you're listening to this. And with that. This one is off theme. This is only the second one that's not been on theme. Um, I kind of like them when they're off theme. Yeah. This, this is one of my favorite parts. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've heard that women do fake orgasms, but I've never seen one. And it it really deeply upset me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen one. But yeah. <laughs>